Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNF Wrestling Podcast, episode 184, if I'm correct. You're not correcting me, so I think that's right. Uh, that's what I have. Okay, good. We 184, back down in the basement to talk about another week of wrestling. Messing around with recording it video. Might, I was telling you I have some free time today, so I might uh, chop it up and practice things. May never see the light of day. May. I don't know. We'll see what's happening. Trying to get a simple setup that's not in the way of the door, you notice. Mm-hmm. You can actually come and go without smashing the camera over. So we'll see. But we will talk about AEW Dynamite, NXT, uh, TNA Impact, maybe some main roster hits. I don't know. We watched a little bit. And preview Royal Rumble that's happening tonight. And then nothing else happened in the world of wrestling, right? No. Not nothing. at all. Uh, we all, it's funny because we'll start out with news in a little bit, but a lot of times we're like, you know, it was a pretty slow news week and uh, you got to be careful I what wish. you wish for, right? I wish it was slow. Yeah. Honestly. It's a tough week to be a wrestling fan, but we'll get to that uh, in news and rumors. So first thing we banter a little bit, if you want to skip past it, there's timestamps. Always you can maneuver to whatever part of the show you want to. So you have, you're basically, uh, we've talked about leading up to it. You've earned almost another whole week off of school, right? Yeah, because they didn't balance my thing at all. So you had one exam and it was a practical exam. You just had to go in and do some physical stuff for phys ed or gym as they, is that what they call it in the States? I can't, PE, I think our American friends call it. They do. It um, does. So you did that and now you have, you don't have to go back to school till when? As we record on January 27th, February 5th, I want to say, is that a Monday? Maybe. Doesn't seem fair that you get all this time off. But anyways. Well, that's how they designed it. Enjoy it. Hopefully you work a lot and make some money. Yeah. So anyways. A little bit. Anything new with you? Uh, No. Went out for a good meal last night. Yeah, it was was okay. Good Korean barbecue place that is not super far from us. Uh, Met up with your aunt and uncle. Yeah. And then you prefer the dessert stop after. Yeah, that's better. What's uh, like a bubble waffle place that does sundaes and stuff. It's pretty delicious. Yeah. So that was fun. Hung out with them for a bit. Hopefully next time I video, I got that jacket, you know. Oh, yeah. You ordered a switchblade jacket Yeah. from AEW. He can yeah. wear it on video. Is that what you're hoping yeah. for? Nice. Well, no, I, I need that to come before we go to Dynamite. Yeah, I suppose. Or uh, Comic-Con, honestly. Is the shipping take a long time usually? I don't know. The was pre- it back-ordered or not? No, it's pre-order. Oh. It ends on like February 2nd. So, so it depends when they release it. Yes. I see. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that it'll come. I think it should come before end of March, so. Yeah, I, I hope mean, so. I would hope so. That'd be fun. That'd, that'd be, it's a cool jacket. He wore it on the show this week, right? Yeah, he actually wore it. Because I, I saw the one they advertised like a little while ago was punk, and like punk's never worn anything resembling that. Right. Also, I would never wear that. Yeah. So, no. It just looks too tacky. You would. And not. also, I don't like him, but. That's true. We'll, he'll come up today, maybe, in predictions and stuff, I he imagine. He'll come up, yeah. Afraid so. Unfortunately. Yeah. And what else was I going to say? Your mom's off dog sitting. A giant dog Dogs, yeah. and a medium-sized dog, I guess, because they're and both there, right? Regular-sized dog. Yeah. So the house is ours, and your brothers will. So we're lazy. We'll walk out and get some pizza after this, maybe a smoothie, and then mm-hmm. our tradition is nachos on the pay-per-views. Not all of them, because we forget, but on the big ones. Yeah, well, when we can be bothered to remember, we'll we'll and, do it. And you suggested we watch the Rumble live tonight. That's well, because that's the a Rumble. major. The Rumble is special. The Rumble special. It is, it and always you is. who can't avoid getting spoiled on everything. Well, when it's, it's the rumble, you. it will be spoiled the second you don't stay right. live. So. so that's what we're going to do it's, tonight. It's inevitable. 
so to speak. Hoping something exciting enough happens that we want to come down and record about it because we could, in theory. But uh, Speaking of recording things, we should probably do the worst of. Worst the, of. I will hit that. Coming week because yes, I I'm time. actually done now. So I'm, You have nothing and I have less. So It's not my fault anymore. No, it's not. I would agree. But I feel like last year this was around the time we did it too. Uh, I think we were pushing February. I feel February. like the worst of, it's like, I do like crapping on things like when they're really yeah. bad but the best stuff is just more fun because like the yeah. best of the year there's usually like more stuff it's hard to find the worst stuff of the year because usually the stuff is just like more middling than bad i don't know some things are really bad but there's they're like harder to find i don't know it's just not as fun as the best of the best of it's like you talk about something you really like like omega osprey it's yeah there's no well there's joy in remembering opposite. that right yeah it's, there's no polar opposite of we're kind of wallowing in it in the other yeah one. but it's still fun it's different like than also talking about something really bad in the moment or like yeah. something you haven't seen before like no holds barred or yeah something that, like that. oh yeah you know what i mean so oh yeah we still haven't reviewed what was that Santa with muscles no the one we watched uh, oh, Kill City. No, we're what not was doing... it called? Kill City Cup. Kill City Cup. You don't want to go back and revisit that? I don't that? want to watch that ever again. Oh, that was funny. And then we did, um, what was the like MTV? the Wrestling Society. Yeah, X. Wrestling Society. It was X. funny. I saw this video titled, like, the wrestling something, some wrestling show you don't remember, and Vampiro's in the thumbnail. And I was like, no, I, I know what it is. <laughs> I know exactly what I that know is. exactly what you're talking about. That's... Yeah, it was Wrestling on Speed. Half right. hour of wrestling. Of it was a car crash. Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. Yes. Alleged. Uh but anyways, do you have anything else you want to discuss? Or should we move no. into actual wrestling business? Uh do we have to? I guess we do. <sighs> it is our first segment every week, and not gonna be a fun one this week, people. Not not in some regards, no. It's where we talk about some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So what were you listening to there? I could hear a bit of it bleeding out of your headphones. Bang, ever... bang, gang. Oh, it is? Usually I recognize it. I guess I just haven't heard that one enough to, no, to get it. Twice. This is me stalling, so we don't have to talk about the news. <laughs> the news. Yeah. But like, honestly, I had other things, which was literally a go-go resigns and Seth Rollins isn't as hurt as he could have been. And then mm. that's pretty much it, right? But I'll go ratings and then we'll just, I think the whole, do you have anything else? Or is it just the big news story and everything? All of the offshoots. Oh, you do? Okay. Uh, so ratings-wise, NXT this week averaged 642,000 viewers, down 6%. I know that's at least a couple weeks in a row down. Uh, earned a 0.19 in the key demographic, which is the same as last week. So, I don't know. The I think it's the lowest since December 19th or something like that. Nothing super impactful, again, in the things they give me. And AEW Dynamite, 837,000 viewers, down 6.1%. So one of those interesting weeks where you're down in viewers, but up, or no, so you're down in the key demo too, my mistake. De 0.27 down, actually a lot, 18.2%. So both shows down this week. Not quite sure why I wasn't given any reason. Uh, go ahead. What do you have for us? Mm -hmm. And a uh, big breaking news, um, Kevin Patrick has been released that's, from SmackDown commentary. That's the biggest news this week, yeah, folks. It's heartbreaking. Nothing really. else to talk Just about. Just wasn't working out. Yeah, I did hear that Like he needed to pick it up, right? I hadn't so. heard good things about him. He's all right. He's whatever. and I don't. Again, I don't pay a ton of attention to commentary. But last great thing he did was call Pete Dunne's return. So that's that. He, he went out on his, a high note. That's what you call riding off in the sunset. That's right. You know? That's what that is. And on a high note. That's good. Leave them one. And more. on a high note. That's a interesting turn of phrase here. Yeah. Because um, I guess well yeah Vince McMahon has officially won the award for world's worst human. Allegedly. <laughs> 
Obviously, you have to say um, that. But if one percent of this is true, he's a monster. Yeah, he's been accused of what more sexual assault allegations and sex trafficking in WWE. Yes, we will not be getting into details. It's obviously um, a sensitive topic, and it's yeah. I've horrifying. read like most of the court document. It's disturbing. Um, I was telling you, it's like watching your son lose some of his what's innocence left of it. Um, in real time as he's like just. Uh, understanding what people are capable disturbing. of doing to I don't understand people. how someone is capable of what he's done. He's a monster. Um, he's a for anyone who is curious about what he's done, I either ask you to get help or find a link yourself because But yes, be aware it's, it's very something. Um Brock Lesnar's also involved in this. Well like, not by name now. It's to Lesner. be careful. It is Lesnar. A former UFC heavyweight is... champion <laughs> whose contract was under negotiation. Who they were working to get at SummerSlam twenty twenty one. Now who returned there? I don't know if it was Brock Lesnar or Matt Riddle, but um no. Lesnar's involved and so plans for his return have also been kind of stopped. Vince has resigned from any roles within TKO and WWE. Yes. So for the first time since probably 1950s um there's no mcmahon in charge right so he's Triple resigned H is obviously not even a mcmahon by blood so he's resigned from all positions but and the still... rock is on the tko board actually, is. which is funny but i think vince still has like shares in the company or whatever but he's not so this is like a 60 something page court document right 66 pages minus like the last there's text that stuff. i mean if they are legitimate are super implicating Vile. for sure yes. Vile's a great word uh, so yeah, it brings up things for me. I was talking to you yesterday about it, like how many people of that era are complicit in this? How does this go on? The system is incredibly without up. people being complicit at, either by contributing or by not saying anything if they had suspicions or more than that. Yeah, and so... Like, this is a house cleaning that needs to happen, And let's I not think. forget also Laurinaitis involved in here. Laurinaitis he was is specifically named. Already, and when yes. um, this first... This whole shebang started back in 2022. Right. Um, This is... It's, like, this is dating back all the way to there, which is when it got revealed. And that one was out. awful enough, and this one is... That was awful enough to, like, kind of kick him out the door, but this is, like, Beyond. slamming the door and locking it shut. So and and that was the talk. Then I remember talking about it on here that the thought was they're getting trying to maneuver him out because this is like the tip of the iceberg. If there is right? any more than this, I will. I'll have seen it all. So like if there's... you have this disregard for life, allegedly, um, I would be shocked. And just the the power you feel in whatever this guy, the entitlement. Um, I, I can't imagine it's just one person either. No, there's, there's, well, there's been others in history that have been like, maybe not to this degree, because right? this is insane. So but, this um, may be a domino that gets pushed over. Because what was it? He agreed to pay $3 million and, and then only paid a million. He bailed out of payments. Yeah. It's... <laughs> the dude is a billionaire. Yeah. If all like, of this crumbles over $2 million, I mean, I hope it does. I remember seeing the first post about this, which um. Credit to authors of wrestling on Instagram because he I had some screenshots from the court document that I, right. which is where I first read this. It's just like it's when you think it can't get worse, oh, it just it's... gets a million times worse. Especially once you get into the screenshots of the text, it's just pay each page. It's just it gets worse and worse, and you just start to feel more and more sad and gross inside. So it is a downward spiral of awfulness. It's and... genuinely one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. And. Slim Jim's is out. Slim Jim has pulled out temporarily. They've paused their. I would imagine they had some spots for the Rumble tonight. 
absolutely some product placement, and um they're, they're, it's like the largest partnership WWE has so i think that's part also could also be part of why they got vince out completely because it's yes. like that big sponsorship is in jeopardy which and the is timing like also something the day before whatever people's favorite generally one of the biggest shows of the year probably the second biggest show i also of the find year. it funny because they just revealed a new brock elite too so right. i showed you that like, yes it's just, it's mind-boggling. So this is, uh, they need to do a major house cleaning. They need to independently investigate. Maybe they already have, I said probably. This I'm to sure you that's all I, part of this. I don't mean to be harsh, but like, I don't wish many people to be rid of this earth, but um, Vince is probably one of them. He's, uh, if this could lead to some jail time, that'd be amazing. I don't, I don't we'll see where it goes, but I don't know. it's appalling stuff. It's tough being a wrestling fan. And I was telling you, like, I've actually been giving WWE a bit of a chance because of the distancing of Vince, clearly. But now this is just, it's a Even sour though he taste. is now distanced. Because completely. how many people involved in the production of that stuff that I'm watching right now were there then and did nothing or whatever? There, There's a structure. I feel like there has to be a larger structure in place for oh, these yeah, things to Yeah, especially talking about um, stuff in Anthro now. Right, yes. The course that you took with me, full disclosure, right? Like, this is... Um, there's a special diagnosis somewhere for there's, some of this stuff. Uh, it's just, it's so deep. I don't know. They're not going to do anything further. Like the cleaning you're suggesting is in order, but I don't think they're. I, prob uh, probably not to my satisfaction. No, no, but guess. they'll have to get some out. Um, I think anyone like super close. And f as for Lesnar, I mean, he's never been my favorite, but there, I have a time frame when he, when he decides to care and he puts on a good yes. show, but, um, this definitely sours my taste on him because oh if I, you're, uh, and I'm, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because if you if anyone's that close to Vince you can't be a good person really I would agree there's talk about him was was supposed to be in the rumble tonight and now not I'm okay if he's not because last For time sure. the I mean he was in the rumble last year but the last real memory of him in the rumble was the 2022 rumble which was a disaster yeah did you watch that video I sent you the one about where I said like a nice look at all the red flags I over don't the think years? I, I did yeah it's pretty well, yeah, Vince has been questionable always. Yep, and this is monstrous stuff. We don't try to make light of it, but I, I don't know. It's impossible not to. It's it's tough to talk about, so we sort of cope with some whatever humor, I guess, along the way. But yeah, um, yeah awful stuff. Tough to be a wrestling fan this week. Hard to watch some WWE products, but we're still going to. Still doing it. What else do you have? I don't really have anything else. I thought that um, would dominate. Better news on Monday was the 2K24 cover star reveal and all the details of the additions. So I'm going to run through all Which this you got one. goodness because, oh, yeah, I did it already. The big beefy the one. The big boy. Yeah, obviously. Um, So on the normal cover, have I shown you the covers yet? Uh, I think I told you it was Cody, right? You but, did. So hold on. I'll find it right now on the post. But so the standard one, like the main one is Cody. Yeah. Um, Which I figured I kind of... Figured it would be him uh, regardless. So it's this one. It's got like multiple pictures of him. I see. But like, I mean, I, you can't really see it. But Kind of. There's, there's that. Uh, then the deluxe edition is Belay and Ripley, which is cool. It's like an all women's cover. That's really cool. Nice. So that's cool for them. And then the one I got, which is the 40 Years of Mania, that one's like got a bunch of people on it. And that mm -hmm. one looks really nice. So Brock, a prominently displayed Brock oh. Lesnar on there. Whoopsie. Yeah. Apparently um, Vince is... I guess to go back to that real quick, but he's getting the Benoit treatment right now. On their of side. course, that's yeah. going to be hard to do. Yeah, and like no, never Hall of Fame. He's like China and unmentionable, basically. China, and I feel like it's like she made her way back. Have now. Benoit was scrubbed. 
Benoit, you can't. Yeah. Well, they'll, he, now you can see like some stuff, like if they're talking about, um, my God, the four of them coming over that I loved so much. Rascals. There you go. Yeah. They won't, they'll actually show them in the group now. Yeah. Uh, um, so back to this, the pre-order bonus. I'm really, uh, I really like, because you get four guys, you get Dusty Rhodes, 76, Undashing Cody with the plastic match, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Superstar Billy Graham, which is an interesting one, because he's not mentioned a whole lot either. Yeah. Um, no. I, I guess because he was a Dusty rival and then uh, Stardust. Oh boy. That's the big one for me. Stardust biggest fan right here. Yep. Don't uh, like Cody, but like <laughs> I love Stardust. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think he's funny. Go, that's crazy. Um then you get my faction cards, which I don't really care about because I don't play that. It's like I there's some mode for that in NBA which is similar. It's like maybe it's my team. Um Oh, where you similar. collect cards and build upgrade yep, them. Yeah, the that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. And people hate that because they usually put like exclusive characters in that. Mm-hmm. And then so mod- modding people will like put that up on communication so you can use it in exhibition because there's a lot of things in that that you can't use in exhibition, which is really yeah. weird. And then so for the deluxe edition, if you pre you get that same thing. You also get a month free of Peacock, which is useless to me. It is. Um, then deluxe edition pack, you get the season pass, which is all like the DLC that'll come out in later months, obviously. My Rise Mega Boost, which I think is just to help your stats in the my career. Supercharger, which I think unlocks all of like, because usually I think they probably have like the where you have the in-game currency you can buy other people. So there's like uh, a store of like legend superstars, and you can get those with in-game currency you get from matches. So I think that just unlocks all of those. You said buy other people far I too know. close to the last. Story. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you get alternate attires for Rippling Blair, which I always like having alternate gears that I don't have to make because the yeah. more. But you will I'm, make them. I will. The more things I make, though, it takes up custom character slots. So yeah. the more they give me is better. Ballpark, how many attires have you made over your career? If we were setting a betting line of over under hundreds, I feel like hundreds. Wow. I uh, okay. like in 2K22, I went ballistic with Seth Rollins attires. You did. Like I have a lot. And then this on 2K23, I made a lot of mellow gears. Um, and, and other like, people can access them. If I upload them, I don't yeah. upload them. Just because, oh. I mean, I should upload the one mellow one I made. I'm really proud of it. It's like green and gold, and I did like a mellow in the bank logo on the side. That one's one of my best works. I, I don't know it. if I showed Share you. Share it with the world. But, anyways, so you get alternate tires for them and manufacturing cards, which, again, I don't care about. Um, and then the Mania Edition, which is the one I got, which uh, was a lot. Yes. To be fair, you earn your money, you work for yeah. it, and, and you I, play that game to death. So, I do play that game to death. Unless it's terrible. This one looks really good, cause I, and I'll I'll tell you the new features after, um. But so you get the same things I already talked about, obviously. And then there's a four years of mania pack, which, so you unlock all those superstars from the showcase. So, I wonder if it unlocks arenas, because if it unlocks everything, then I wouldn't have to play showcase to get the things in there. True. Which I know that happened in two K twenty, cause I had all like it was a four horsewomen showcase, and I had all the tires and arenas from that, and I never played it, cause. There's glitches. 2K20 was horrible. Let's just say that. Oh, I remember you were mad about that for a long time. I kind of love how bad that game was now because um, that's now, the one me and my online friend used to play and it was horrible sometimes. Now that they've but, recovered, you're okay yeah. with it existing. Um, you also get the WrestleMania 40 arena, which I thought it was like, because last time they did a Mania-centric one, it was 2K14. They did 30 Years of Mania showcase mm-hmm. kind of thing and they had like a 2K14 Mania showcase arena, which was like a pseudo Mania 30 because it wasn't out yet, obviously. Yeah. But I've heard that this they're going to add this in later after Mania 40. So that's interesting. Like it'll be like the updated arena, which is kind of cool. Uh, Macho King Randy Savage from Mania 6. Mm-hmm. Um, WrestleMania 22 Rey Mysterio, where he won the title. Mania 30 Triple H, uh, with like, I think it was like where you had the gold skull thing and you, where you face Brian. Charlotte oh, from Mania 33. Yes. 
with the peacock looking gear and Ripley from Mania 36, the pandemic yep. Mania. Wow, good for her. The white and gold. Yeah, that's and a then, big um, for her. My faction cards for all those, so I don't care about that. So that's neat. And then there's some new features, which is sweet. There's the showcase of the Immortals, which is Mania showcase 40 years of Mania, which mm-hmm. will be a bunch of crap. And then I'm really happy because there's new matches, new match types finally. They're finally re adding guest ref matches, which is awesome because you do like that. Those haven't been in the main line since 2K14. Uh, casket matches, which are which will be cool. Like I don't think that's been in the game for like decades. Uh, gauntlet match, which is also been absent since Nuke 14, I think, which those are fun because it's like you can kind of do multiple matches in one. And then ambulance matches, which was only ever in a DS version of a game, and that was it. In my mind, I had to rem- remember what a gauntlet match was because I think that definition changes between companies. Well, I think, is it in TNA where a gauntlet match is basically a Royal Rumble? There's one where a gauntlet is like they call rumble, it call your shot gauntlet rumbleish. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think in this game the gauntlet has been like a handicap gauntlet, where it's like. So it's just you win and someone else comes out, right? Yeah. So I'm curious now that you mention it is if because last time I remember playing a gauntlet, in this it was an option for a handicap match. Like instead of playing a one three handicap match straight up, you would play it as a gauntlet where you face one by one. Right. I'm wondering if it'll still be a handicap gauntlet or if that's just an option you can maybe play like a normal gauntlet because you remember that one episode of Raw in 2018 where Rollins ran a gauntlet for like an mm-hmm. hour like that's a gauntlet but it's not a handicap gauntlet it's just like so I'm wondering if it'll be like that because that'd be cool instead of it just being a handicap match because then you could do a gauntlet match for normal contenders matches and whatnot and you we- could like pick the entry orders kind of like a chamber match or something like I'm hoping it's like that not just what it used to be we've said gauntlet so much it's almost lost all meaning to me yeah <laughs> uh, and then they're adding support for multiple superstars in backstage brawl which will be cool so like multi-person in backstage brawl and then there's not much else there um uh usual stuff universe mode will have double title matches which is cool because so sorry when will this be in your possession may 5th i think it comes out may 8th but i get it a few days early because i got Deluxe. i think i just saw a thing that xbox has like shut their whole division of making actual games i forget what the word for it is but like like xbox making games like it's just going to go to digital only Oh. Like they won't offer physical games in the near future, which we all knew was coming, that I guess. That sucks. I, I like you really this, like so. physical things. Well, yeah, even with this, I'm tempted to like once 2K24 Dude, is really cheap, soul. once 2K24 is really cheap, I want to get the disc of it, even though I already have it digitally because I have all of them on disc right now. Like from 2K14 to 2K23, I have all the games. Right. So I would like to get 2K24 on disc purely just to have it, not even to use it. Because again, I have it digitally. I don't need it. And then post-apocalypse, as long as we have a generator, you can still play and everyone else will be bored. Exactly. And I just won't have the DLC on the disc, but that's okay. But like We're doomsday preppers or whatever that's called. Interestingly, now I have 2K23 for Xbox One and Series X because when you pre-order 2K24, they'll give you... 2k23 digitally now which is weird yeah but i guess that's incentive to, pl- to buy that now yeah i don't know anyways that was a lot that's okay you're excited about that game i know that a lot of stuff in that game yeah. anything else for news for you good are you did you have one more no i had my agogo resigning was going to be a kind of a joke because i like he had charisma and stuff right but no, didn't they gave him a body punch when did he have charisma which was he's got i don't know the only thing i remember about him is that he's responsible for the promo to end racism he is he so indirectly ended racism he indirectly is partially responsible for ending racism right because yeah cody said so because cody said so his baby what he said i remember cody said his baby's name the one time it's like liberty something roads i'm like that's a bad name also the fact that her name's liberty is hilarious to me it has to be. Um, 
additionally, which we've kind of seen mentioned on Dynamite now, is that the AEW ranking system is oh, right. coming back. Is it monthly? What? How are they? Uh, they used to do it weekly. Or weekly updates, at least. It's coming out back at the end but of like, the month. But, like, do they ever reset it? They reset it yearly, remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I am, I'm okay with this, because I think they're trying to go back to that kind of ground and feel they had, because if, if Tony Khan's been saying, like, this year will be, like, 2021 AEW, which a lot of people regard as, like, peak AEW, which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, I they need to just tweak it a little. I've seen like someone say they need top ten would be good because then it's like top five it's too small and it's mm-hmm. like then you lead to the really like questionable guys getting in the yes. top five and then it's like I feel like if you have the top ten you can have feuds within the top ten right like kind of like Swerve and Hangman are doing right now yeah and then like anyone within I would say he said top three I would say anyone in the top five could make a claim to at least one of the titles maybe not the world title but like a title mm-hmm. and number five gets a title shot like a money in the bank obviously mm-hmm. because number five is king i don't mind rankings that's the problem right is it became kind of funny to us because number five got title shots like uh, way more often week. than number one or two Which or anyone was, else and ftr went months without a shot even though they were ranked number one that right. was when they were hot so right? you can have rankings i'm fine with it but it's got to make sense he right? just can't be too protective of anyone you no. gotta like and I saw it requires. Something. I feel like you got to book it like the C two, uh, and that's what I was just gonna say. Is you would enjoy it because you like thinking that you have to to book things and plan things out. Yeah, to have it make sense, you, you just can't. gotta run it like the C two because the C two they did it kind of like rankings and yes. they did it really good. They did. So I they just, just need to like, do it like that. Yeah, you can't be flying by the seat of your pants week to week. Not, I'm not saying they do that, but you can't get to that point and do that if, with the rankings. Right. Fine with rankings that just yeah, no, didn't I think work last time for me. The rankings, they just need to be tweaked, and, but they do have a place, I think. And also, WWE doesn't do that, so it's an alternative right, that's thing, true. right? So and I really do hope AEW gets grounded because I feel like things like the Devil storyline kind of had them losing their way. Like, the mm-hmm. Devil storyline, I feel like it had potential, and it was good at times, but it definitely... They lost their way last year, even though it was still a good year. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping... They they seem to be getting back on track, especially with Samoa Joe's champion. He definitely feels like he's leading the way for this kind of revamp, so yeah. to speak. I love him as champion. Yeah. I told you, he's like... He comes out in a suit, he keeps it classy, but you believe he is an absolute monster and just... Line up the challengers. Different kind of monster. Yes. Line up the challengers. He doesn't care, right? Like, I'm loving his presentation. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, big Second biggest news of the week, I guess, by default, was WWE coming to Netflix in 2025. I think for... It will be in US, Canada, us, United Kingdom, Latin America, and other territories as of January 2025. So I, I was just telling your mother that. Like, good. I told her that coming down the stairs this morning. Good news. We can stop paying for WWE Network in a year from now, right? Because we already have in Netflix. In theory, I think, because it says outside the U.S., Netflix will become the home I for heard, a bunch of other output. I was just listening to John Pollock of the Post Wrestling talk about it, and we would... So the only thing I didn't hear him say was that Canada specifically, all the shows will be on there. I just don't know about back catalog. Yeah, so I feel like I we will have to wait and see that. for that then, I But guess. I can't access the back catalog anyways right now on WWE, just due to I don't even know what issues anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't affect my life. Really. We'll see. It's weird. Next year, so Raw will be on Netflix. SmackDown will be on USA, where Raw is right now, and NXT is going to the CW. Right. So a lot of TV shifts around, which is awesome because I don't watch any of those shows. And it could be good for AEW because all of those stations or whatever the proper name for them is now that were interested in wrestling and had WWE, WWE's locked up now. 
So if we're a company interested in putting wrestling on TV, we that the next biggest one is AEW, right? So yeah. more competition or for you their get, ad uh, dollars. AEW on Disney Plus or something like right. that. Uh, so whatever, it could be good for AEW, right? Because they're now like the peak one out there. If people want wrestling content, WWE is no longer available. So you got to exactly. look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, last one is Okada is expected to head to WWE. I've seen like his, he's had some really teary farewells in Japan. He was just Japan. in TNA. What are you telling me? And I'm saying, and I've seen someone else say it too, is like, if he's going to AEW, he's not going to be this sad about leaving New Japan because he's still going to so, be able to go or work TNA for them. feels like or they even come TNA, back and forth. Even TNA, right? Like, so I feel like he's definitely going to WWE because so. it's someone fit. where we he's been locked all the time. It's a fit. That's the yeah. Fit. And I'm not disappointed about that. I've seen like someone saying like AEW fans are all upset, but I'm like, I don't I'm care. Not. I don't We're love Okada. Okada. I don't fans. hate Okada. Um, I feel like WWE could work for him as long as they treat him right. And I feel like um, tonight is a decent spot for him to show up as well. I think you're like me. It is. You're like me where Okada in the right match for sure. But just generally following Okada, not. No, I've never, it's not like Omega. I love, I love I was, Omega. Even when I was into New Japan, Okada wasn't my guy. Yeah, like Okada in the right match, he's great. But generally speaking, I don't love or care about Okada much. Like Omega, yeah. Like speaking of guys who I've seen from New Japan, like Omega, yeah, I love him. I'll watch him and whatever. Jay White, yeah, I'll watch him and whatever. Osprey, yeah, I'll watch him and whatever. I think the comparison for me, status-wise, and kind of how I feel is Roman Reigns, right? Like, in the right situation, in the right match, I like him. Not always because his style's become really plodding and whatever. And he is the man, as Okada was, but just, like, in general. Okada's definitely their Roman. If, ha- if Tanahashi's their Cena, Okada's their Roman. And that's why it's a big deal for New Japan, right? Because, like, that's your Roman Reigns going. I watched the video, I yeah. I need to go like, somewhere else. Well, yeah, because when Omega leaves, it's like, oh, it's okay, we still have Okada and, like, some other guys. Jay White leaves, oh, it's okay, we still have Okada. Yeah. Osprey leaves, we still have Okada. Okada leaves. What do you do? And it's different because, like, when Tanahashi kind of started going or when Nakamura left, like, they kind of had already passed the torch. But it's like Okada's kind of leaving. They haven't really... They've got a bunch of guys kind of waiting the wings. Like, you got Umino and Suji and these other guys, right? Ui but there's Mura, I would say those are my Mura, three. Right, but there's I no one, he... like, ready. You no, know what I mean? Like, there's no one right there. No, I agree. So they're kind of left in a bad spot. And I feel like with them coming off the lukewarm run of Sonata, too, they're kind of in a state of uh, rebuilding. I feel like they could do more with um, Shingo, too. For I sure. I think he's awesome. For and sure. He's been sort of... He had a title run and then, like... Omega and Osprey, or sorry, not Omega, Okada and Osprey going at basically the same time. It's mm-hmm. a big blow for them. That's pretty insane. Yeah. It is. So um, hopefully New Japan lands on their feet because I like them. And Me too. The next Forbidden Door could look really weird. The more good wrestling there is, the happier I am. Okada won't be on either side, no. I assume. Osprey is going to be all elite. Like If there is another Forbidden Door, honestly, the prospect of Forbidden Door is not we get some of those young ones get me some jeff cobb i don't know i guess yeah you could have suji and something or yeah naito versus moxley or something also like for his status i'm not the hugest he had the same kind of category in my in his defense i've just never been up on naito much like i haven't seen a lot of them but i've just never really cared to either yeah um plus he stole operation dragon so that's right (laughs) (laughs) i i have no respect for him how dare he no so that is it'll be huge yeah because it's like if roman goes to new japan it's basically the equivalent because mm-hmm. okada's held the title what a million times and he had that mammoth run that Oma- omega broke um yeah he's been like always and there. he's big enough like he can have big matches that aren't for the title like just like that's okada how big he is. is big right yeah. yeah like he had the match with jay white the one year at yeah. wrestle kingdom so 
it's yeah, a big no, loss for them. It's interesting. He's confirmed to leave, so whether wherever he goes, he's not going. To but New I Japan. think he's young enough that he can. If because a lot of them, right? It's to be on WrestleMania. Yeah, is the thing. So he can go and do that for whatever four or five years, and then still be able to wrestle. I bet you he's, he's thirty six. I was going to say thirty seven, so it's pretty That's close. Not bad. Right, so he could do four or five years, come back to New Japan as a hero, whatever. I don't know, or, or a heel maybe for leaving. And, yeah, and do some more stuff there. But then, then again, maybe not. It's been what, like, eight years or so since Nakamura yeah. left. So maybe he's staying. He doesn't want to give up the surfing or whatever he does. Uh, I think Nakamura. Yeah, I think he surfs or something. Well, and you can't do that. I could be Japan, wrong. I guess. I I, well, there is. It's in a, it's a lot of water there. So I guess. you could probably. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. Are right. you, any order of the news? Mm-mm. All right, so we're going to move into our first in-depth review, our most in-depth review of the every week, and that is taking a look at Wednesday night's AEW Dynamite. All right, tell me about Dynamite. Take two. Take two behind the curtain. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll I'll I'll run it back. Um. They have the LED apron and barricades on dynamite now which i don't like because it feels like them stooping at wwe's level and i don't feel like they need that but again they look big time to people like I just, if i think if you're just a person flipping through it's like ooh, they're high budget and well and, I don't and next time they have a sponsorship they don't have to put on the ring apron they can put it on the screens and to that no i am kind of liking the look of tna it does look a little different to me other than the like the overall change i don't think is like a drastic percentage change but there's a change there's yeah, a shift not a move if you're a seinfeld they also got yeah. all the logos on their ring mat which i hate yeah I, I don't looks, love that either it just looks um kind of crammed or like ugly or tacky i don't know what the word it looks is. like a high budget indie which is fine i mean that, that you could describe them as that at times i feel like yeah sorry um, so we open the show with Samoan Joseph. We hear from that guy looking great in a suit. The just the I, again, I already mentioned it, but I just love that classic like wears a suit when he's not wrestling, pulls it off, but is a legit badass. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got his belly, he's got his side plates, which again, it's just like they're that's the WWE thing. I mean, I do like that the AEW side plates, it's like it's still all gold, so it's. Like, I honestly didn't even notice that at first, right? It's so, also another high-budget indicator, right? Like, we get these custom plates made for I kind of like everybody. the AW title work. So, the globes on the side plates and the, mm-hmm. the nameplate. I think nameplate's good enough because it's like, I don't mind having That's the true. champion on there. It's already right? custom. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they had done well enough before but maybe that's just me uh he says he's the undisputed undeniable aw world champion and he spoke about how opportunities are going to be earned and not given he said it's an opportunity to have the worst night in your life and he'll do them like he did hook last week uh which he, he did kill hook he uh, did kill hook yeah uh he said he'll beat you down unmercifully strangle you unconscious and take everything from you uh then hook made his entrance uh, i don't think we had the hook signal this week though the, the his bat signal i don't think I don't so remember i don't either week. Um, so he gave me the ring. He said, <laughs> it was funny. He was just like, last week you won, I lost. And then he shook his hand, but then he kind of like pulled him for like the close bro hug kind of thing. And he said, I don't know when, I don't know where, but he'll see Joe again. So I thought that was kind of I thought cool. it was really well done. Just that well he done. said I just the bare minimum. It was funny how blunt he was though. Cause yeah. he was like, you lost, or I won. It was like no. caveman. You won, yeah. I lost. Yeah, it was, but I liked it because it was just straightforward to the point. And it's like, it's all it really needed to be. And his whole gimmick is he doesn't say anything. So he stands I think there it's and fine. eats food. Yeah. Um, Joe said, 
Uh, he bets he will. And he told Hook to go to the back of the line and told security to get the unworthy out of his ring, which yeah. I, I really like that. Um, Hook beat up three security guys, and then the actual security got him out of the ring. You can tell the difference so for between sure. the the wrestlers and the security. Half because of that, but also because the one bald, like kind of black dude with the he's beard. I actually there. mentioned him. And we've or, seen sorry, not mentioned. I recognize him. That's him. But yeah, yeah we he's see him there. everywhere. Yeah. I yeah, this was a like a good classic speech from like a badass champion, and then. It's also really helping Hook. Like, I know it's raising his profile for you a lot, right? Agreed. Like, he got killed last week. No, last week and, and even he comes this back. really helped for right. me. Really helped me with um. He's way my more interesting. Absolutely. Since this is the most interesting he's been since the first match or two where there was, like, all the super hype. Yeah, because, like, the last time he was really hot was when he started. And honestly, I didn't really see it then. It kind of annoyed me that it was just, like, all this hype over nothing. And then I kind of got But, like, I feel like this is the first where, like, they're actually doing something with him. And it feels like... It's worth some hype. And then Joe has respect for him, but isn't sweating him at all either, no. right? Like, I think that's perfect as well. That's yeah. how it should be. And yeah, he's getting I, rid of him because he's unworthy. I love Joe as champion. He's like a throwback champion to me. Mm -hmm. And he can do it all, right? He can look good in a suit. He can talk. He can wrestle. Like, he's believable. He's I, I'm enjoying his run so far. Yeah. Even And that's without any, like, real signature opponents or anything at all, uh, right? they, But he's got them coming, though. They're lined sure. up. They're that's lined up, the good which thing. is good. Also, yeah, I so, like... That they're keeping in the way. I also felt this wasn't too long. I really like this segment. Yeah. Um, it was a lot shorter than I expected, if anything. Mm -hmm. um, I like But that. it was a good way to start the show. Um, Joe looks great as champion in a nice suit every promo. I like that he's kind of like setting these boundaries as champion, but also threatening everyone. And I like how he's like kind of saying he's surveying the field because we're setting up multiple challenges with Hangman Swerve looming. But it's more grounded than like, because we kind of had multiple people setting up for MJF yeah. as well. But that was like, it felt like kind of this web Yes. Of like Switchblade, Joe, mm -hmm. uh, Hangman. He faced Omega the one week, right? Like there's just... This is straightforward like sports. Like guess what? Everybody that gets involved to this level of any sport wants to be a champion. And right. that is a simple story you can tell with multiple people. Exactly. So I, I like how they're doing this. Hook was good. It was very to the point, which I kind of liked. I find it amusing when Joe was just getting the unworthy out i like that that's kind of the phrase he keeps going back to mm -hmm. it's like he was talking about on commentary a lot too because he's on commentary for the next match he is um he said on only the worthy facing for the title it makes sense and it makes the title kind of feel like some the important thing it should yeah right yep um i hope he goes more heel this though because like he wasn't overly hateable here and i feel like he should just be like a absolute i monster. think he's almost tweener like i don't care how, I, that's people, what i was kind of picking up on right like i don't care what you think of me cheer me boo me whatever um I respect some people. I'm still going to kill them all, though. Like, exactly. I think that's the. And I don't hate that, I'm but I do kind of want him to be like. Yeah. Heelish. Just. It leaves him somewhere fun. to go, I guess, right? It does. Yeah. And it's it might... like when in elementary school, I feel like every single one of you and your brother's teachers on midterm reports give you like the next to highest level. <laughs> and then by the end, they're all, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we got to give them room to improve. Right. Yeah. And I feel like maybe also if we're building to this three way, which I'm almost positive we are, I you think can... so. You have the heel and swerve, and then you have babyface like hangman. Super heel, and then Joe in the middle. Exactly. Yep. Joe can kind of be point. your middleman there, which I, I, I don't, I don't hate that. I feel no, like that kind of works. Um, but then we roll right into Hangman Adam Page uh, versus Penta, which and is a really cool match on paper. It is, and like you said, other than I mean, knowing who's winning, which it plagues this company i don't know both companies that's Maybe it's, it's happens on the, it's it a does. tv match so i'm not always gonna hate and on plagues that. a strong word yeah uh, so like you said joe's on commentary and i just wanted to point out that the 
I was I wrote tension between he and Taz, but that's not really true because I don't think Joe cares. But like Taz is clearly like this guy almost I killed like his that. son. I yeah, like I that. liked it too. I like, like Joe in commentary in general here. I thought he uh, did really well, especially the Uranagi through the table. That was like awesome. if he does that to your son, you're not well. And also, wasn't Taz on commentary last week too? Yeah. So it been right in front of him. So too. I kind of like that Taz was definitely like understandably the restraints of professionalism are the only thing that's holding him in. Right, and, and I like, I like that he's that. keeping professional. As yeah. Well. Well, so I do yeah, too. I like that. White and gold penta is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, he looks fire as the kids Majestic. would say. Majestic. Uh, I like in. how you're the you're the teenager here, and you're using like high vocabulary, and I'm like fire. No, he looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, he looks hangman's good. mustache less so. <laughs> you you fixate on the mustache. I hate it. It's so bad. It's I like, may grow one just to troll you. Like fill this in. I dare you. I'll do Movember. You know, like um. I'll just do it in the middle of summer to be different. <laughs> no, like, what was it? The one episode where uh, Toby and uh, Clark and yeah. Plop, or, or he's Plop, right? Yeah. Um, they like doing the Movember. You should do that. And then just like be like, smile if you like men's prostate. <laughs> <laughs> do that. But it's just like he's got like this nice like trim beard. She's got like this bushy mustache. It's like Dax Harwood does that. You don't the other do that. dads on the street do it in Mo- November. And you could do that then. Yeah. It's just, but like, even I don't feel like you grow a lot. I don't know why I we're don't. talking about this, but like, this is I guess it. it works better if we have visuals. It, we do have video, maybe. So it's like, but I don't feel if like I have the video out. I feel like the only time it ever grew out ridiculously like bushy was pandemic, and that's yeah. pandemic. Yep, because I didn't care and I was wearing a mask in public. I, was, I guess pandemic doesn't excuse you from facial hair because you can try to. So actually, you know what? You don't have an excuse. I don't. There's no excuse. Um. Anyways, to the match. Hangman caught Penta of a springboard move, hit the fall with slam in the running shooting star for two, which I always like that. So him doing it looks really cool. And remember, Hangman's Chiron said going through it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what that's his called. Lower third or whatever. Cool. It's like yeah. the on the nameplate. It's, it's really funny. I saw a post that was like a compilation of a bunch of them. They're funny. <laughs> I always forget to look. You they, remembered. They usually. used to be really funny too. Yeah. Like some. I mean, they they usually are still but like i remember the ones back in peak aew yeah they were really funny it used to have some good ones there just the production team just messing with him yeah for no reason um especially when he was like kind of like the drinking was more prominent in his gimmick yes uh that was good old days that was the good old days yeah uh back when he had the beer can outside of an ambulance and like that was last year, actually, so I'm thinking more recent. Anyways, there's a trap exchange turned into a strike exchange. Double clothesline leaves them both down. Uh, Tobik on heel outside from Penta. Penta misses a double, or sorry, diving double foot stomp. Hangman hit a nice DVD for two. And I was saying to you, I really like his because he drops them higher than most mm-hmm. people. Instead of like it being like more of a drop on the back, he kind of mm-hmm. drops them on neck shoulders, but not too high. No. Just high enough to look really yes. impactful. So that was, he always does it really nice. And then super kick from Penta, and he hit that like, spinning death alley driver he kind of does which looks, looks awesome. really cool um his own spin on it quite literally oh. uh for two which it's just interesting i don't know he's been doing that in his a lot of his recent matches and yeah you were you were calling for it mm-hmm. in that match well yeah he's like he hangman hit and then penta came with the super kicks and he was up for it i'm like do the thing and then he did the thing he um yeah and then he did the other he, he was going for the other thing the arm breaker snap which reminded me the one time cody just went nope yeah which I'm that would take people out in Lucha Underground for weeks. And Cody's just like, no. That's uh-uh. when no, Penta, Pentagon Dark was so cool. Plot twist. That's why he tore his pec working out before Hell in a Cell. Is that like, it just because he's so strong and he had the 14 pounds of muscle. It took multiple months for that to like take effect. And then he's about to go to Hell in a Cell and he's working out. And he's just like, oh, my arm. And then he tears his pec. That's what it was. 
Boom. Lingering effects. That's what it was, yeah. No, or I'm just saying, I said to you, he's got arms of granite, you know, neck of sand, arms of granite. Arm of granite. Yeah, who had the... What Peck was of sand. Be- Peck of sand. What was it, the beard of granite or whatever, or chin of granite? Was that beard like Cash granite. Wheeler or something, I think? I can't remember. I feel like it was Cash Wheeler, they said in some match for some reason, or someone said yeah, it. Yeah, if you're a new listener, you're going to hear of granite and of sand from us. And the baby dand racism. That's right. <laughs> um, Hangman reversed out of the arm breaker, though. He didn't no-sell it. He had a pop-up sit-up powerbomb for two. Pentagon counters a buckshot into the main Japan for near fall, which is such a cool move. It's like the pump handle half Nelson driver. It looks good. Uh, it's such a sweet move. I, I love it. It's it's really awesome. And it's directly into a pinning attempt, which it I like. It looks so cool, yeah. It's like the, a driver like that or the JML mm-hmm. always looks really good. It does. Uh, we'll talk about Swerve later. Oof. Not his fault. Not his fault. Um, Penta goes for a destroyer on the apron. Hangman counters it's a dead eye on the apron, which looked pretty good. Like it, it actually connected nice. They, and the angle they got yep. helps. Uh, Orihara moonsault afterwards to the outside. Penta avoids a buckshot, but Hangman connected the comeback earlier. Shades of J- Jack Perry, mm-hmm. real glass, Crimea River. Uh, and then a buckshot connects for the win for Hanger. Yeah. With the mustache. There was one thing on commentary I actually wrote down. It was. Hangman was like hitting some offense in the corner and then sort of staring at Joe. And Joe said, that's all he'll ever do, stare at the champion from far, far away, which I thought was cool. Uh, really, Mustache Jones. Really good match, fun opener, predictable outcome, but whatever. If, you, if the action's good enough, I always say I can forgive that. I thought Penta looked really good in defeat, which is kind of what he does in AEW, unfortunately, right? Is yeah, good I'm in defeat. waiting for like that really great heel run. You know, he could have I wish. the international title. I mean, I... I know Roddy's going for it, but like Penta or I really want Takeshi to have that belt. You never I feel know. like it'd be perfect. Page, you know, did what he always does, like good looking, varied offense. Um, there's definitely an extra gear each of these two have, right? But this was a really good opening match for being kind of a random pairing. I feel like in another time or an alternate universe, if we have full heel Penta and Hangman, these guys could have a great feud because we know they're mm-hmm. both capable of super bloody matches. And so I feel like if we could... I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, not that it'll ever happen. I just don't think it'll happen in the near future. But I would love a feud between these two if we go full, like, do Pentagon Dark for real, not none of that Pentoscar. Oh, crap. Which lasted, what, a couple weeks? A few, few months. A like? few months. But, like, I would love that because I feel like these could have these guys could have a great feud. And then I feel like that's where that next gear lies. You know, mm-hmm. if these guys have yeah, a legitimate a program to have. Yeah. Um, but as a TV match, I thought it was a really uh, quality opener. And I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I uh, really love both these guys. Um, yeah, Penta does tend to take losses in matches like this, but he's always looking great, both in the ring and just his ring gear is some of the best. Yeah, some of the best. He's a toyetic for sure. He, there's the word. Um, yeah, because oh man, if they if they can't get the rights to do Joker Penta, I need white and gold Penta. That would just be beautiful. Um, but it's nice they have Swerve and Hangman in matches this week because uh, and Swerve definitely got the short end of the stick with Brother Nero. Um, back to this though, this the action was solid. It was really good. Um, Hangman's Death Light Driver was good. Um, Penta's, and I also enjoyed Penta's spin on it, literally. Um, solid near fall off the main Japan, which is a sweet move, but needs a better name. Um, <laughs> finish is well done with Penta avoiding Buckshot, but still getting one after. And Joe on commentary is good. I thought it added some to this as well. I would have liked maybe him to be on commentary um, for Swerve's match too, just to help that because that match was not your favorite. No, I Did, can't imagine it was yours. It wasn't. Um, I think you may be lower on it than I, but we'll get really. there. Um, and I like that he hasn't deemed Hangman worthy yet, uh, which makes sense for him. And again, the simple like people lining up to try and get at Joe. It yeah. makes sense. I liked even commentary, even though he wasn't winning, implying that Penta's kind of 
lining up in because he's fighting hangman obviously he's not really getting there right now yeah. but i like that the implication is that he's trying to get into the mix too jockeying for position which again even see the rankings right add a little something to a random match like this because it's like penta's trying to work his way in there right mm-hmm. and obviously unsuccessful but that's not the point mm-hmm. um next we get an orange cassie interview uh and he says okay to roddy's revolution challenge um which i thought it already was but okay uh, he says March 3rd is six weeks away, so he's going to keep wrestling in the meantime because that's what he does. He asks TK to put some people in a match on Rampage the winner face him on Collision for the title, and he guesses TK will do it. He says he has to go because Trent is wrestling Wardlow, and he says Wardlow is big. It's a long time, like six weeks to be... It's interesting because normally they'll like keep the story going and, you know what I mean, end with the match being... But this, they're like, yep, the match is happening. So I'm curious to see how they like fill six. Yeah, weeks and I'm interested with Roddy not being the best talker. And this is the first match confirmed for Revolution because you can argue there's also Sting's match, but that's not technically on the card. I mean, they could go the route that or Cassidy the gets softened up in like several matches along the way again. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be something like that. I don't know as of now if Roddy's winning. I mean, I wouldn't. I would think you'd want him to win if you're booking this new group to be legitimate, right? Which they're not. Well, you have to try. And you can put lipstick on a pig. And it's still Matt Taven. <laughs> and it's still got Matt Taven and Mike Bennett in it. <laughs> you, can, you can put um, lipstick on a war dog, but it's still Wardlow. That too. But anyways. Uh, well, huh. we'll get we'll there, there as well. Uh, yeah. Um, it confirms the match of figure we're setting up we're getting but that's still good um enjoys promos usually regardless sets up rampage and collision match that i will probably won't see and honestly i as much as i want to like this new group i will gladly sacrifice this group if i can get to cash to the title i will gladly throw roddy and all them under the bus for sure i will even probably throw adam cole under the bus because adam cole's had his time in nxt and Takeshita's time is now so i will i will do a lot of things to have Takeshita win a title and this six-week gap kind of makes all the matches Cassidy has in between a little less meaningful, right? Which, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the case in general because you know he's winning most of the time, but it's like, come Dude, on. telegraphing. He is winning every match that's until kind of the six issue, weeks like, with Roddy calling a shot so early because you know Cassidy... Weird. Well, it's not even that. It's because you know Cassidy's not going to say no. It's not right. like calling your shot with MJF and it's going to be the next few weeks he's going to be like no 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 eventually you catch him and he's mm-hmm. going to be like you'll get the match you know the second you call Cassidy the match he's going to be like okay let's do it right so there's kind of that too but I would love to catch it and come if and they would tell us title. like Roddy and Cole whoever is the mastermind Cole I would actually like it if they explained it like that's why we're asking for it in six weeks because we know you're dumb enough to keep wrestling and you're not going to be at 100%. They, like they, if they need to say that because that's a good... If they told that story, that's actually kind of cool. That's like we know you it. won't say no. We'll ask we know you're going to keep wrestling. Under a big spotlight, you're going to yeah. take four or five more matches because yeah. you're dumb. Yeah, that I would, I would cool. like that. Again, it's the head cannon though. We need them right. to express these things. Right. Uh, then we get Young Bucks interview. They receive papers with, I think it's like the show lineups or the format or whatever, and they're looking at that. Um, my boy Alex Marvez is coming to interview them, and he's Nick is again. Adam and Thee calls them by their passport names, which is Nicholas and Matthew. Uh, Matt said they were the only surviving EVP still here, which I guess because one of them is finishing a story and one of them has diverticulitis. What about the page? Not one of them. No, he never was. Oh, he's just like w- the first one they brought in, kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. He's just yeah. affiliated with them. Yeah, no, it's where he he was never EVP. Interesting. Which is yeah. I think you like this more than I do. I it's I think t- it's alright. It's 
getting close to like WCW, I'm the booker, here's the run sheet, Get makes me very nervous. Mm. It's getting really... I guess maybe that's Butting the up against like... Between us, because I didn't do that, so... No, you didn't. But it feels this that. whole like, we book the show, we... I don't know. I don't... That's fair. The little behind the curtain stuff, it, might, it feels Kevin Nash to me. It makes me nervous. <laughs> Jeez. that's brutal <laughs> but um, they are being douchey which is their forte and i love them being douchey. the little vince mustaches are a choice now too you know matt especially his mustache reminds me of vince and even just like because he's wearing the gray suit his name should be banned from the show we'll have to come up with something VKM. else for him um yeah then so they're matt said they're there to make sure the show runs smoothly top like we're walking around in bucks as they just got here and dare said they've been here since one and Donnie said the Bucks hired them, which I thought was kind of funny. And the Bucks let them walk away. The Bucks shook hands and said they're killing it. Um, I thought the this was all right. It was similar to last week, but I enjoyed the bit with Top Flex. I feel like the ones I like the bits where they're condescending to the employees because it's, well, it's kind of funny. We've been here since one implies like the Bucks probably got there later. Yeah, that's why they so, haven't. Seen I, I I find that amusing. I think it's got potential. I don't hate it. I'm I don't hate it. I'm just I'm just kind of I'm enjoying bits of it, and it's it's. So it's kind of like Tony Storm where I'm like kind of on the fence, except this one I'm more lean towards liking it, but it's also like it's just kind of got to prove itself to me. And it, But it doesn't feel like, I don't feel like it's going to be Storm where it's like it's goofy and it's not going to be like, they could still be champions with this, you know what I mean? Like it's not but like I, we're Storm, I feel like it's like she's beneath the title. I guess, but it also feels like a strange character for Sting to be working for his last match. Yeah, no, I don't if have a problem with the character. I just don't think this really fits Sting's last match that's, for sure. That's what I'm saying. And also because, so, well, we'll get into it later, but with the current past Sting and Darby's intend to seem to be on with, you know, Starks and them, the implication to me seems like that the Bucks would then take the belts, which I think also so doesn't make sense to me. No hate against the Bucks. No. Just, that just doesn't make sense to me. But we'll, I'll talk about that or more Or maybe later. Sting just relinquishes and we get a, That's turn, stupid a, too. a tournament. We do like a... Ladder match? No, like an actual tournament like they did for singles, the Continental. Oh. Like a tag tournament. Like a round robin? I don't know. Why not? Or something grand scale. You know me. I love tag team wrestling. And if it's going to force it onto TV and them to plan for it, then I want it. I don't <laughs> think it's likely, but I want it. We should do another blind eliminator tournament. You make Santana and Ortiz team together. <laughs> like I, I don't want to talk about it now, but if you could pull it together enough teams to form a couple blocks, right? What you need twelve? I guess I could do twelve. You probably could. I know, but not right now. Anyways, keep going. Um, then we get Wardlow versus Trent Beretta. Sure do. I'm glad that Wardlow's using the Undisputed Kingdom theme instead of his because I don't like his. I don't know. The and every difference. time I hear his theme, I groan. I don't remember it, but it must be pretty generic. This is war. Oh, yeah. Like sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're singing on camera now. I nailed it, though. Love it. That was, that was good. Um, F10 from Wardlow. Uh, a couple drop kicks through the ropes, dagger Wardlow, but then Trent goes for a slingshot plancha to the outside, met with a midair form, which is decent. Uh, Wardlow goes for his wind-up Blariat, which I kind of enjoy the way it looks because it just looks funny to me. I think it's stupid, but it, it's funny. I don't hate it. I just think it's kind of funny. It looks like that adds a little bit of momentum. It's just Stank. I think it's just funny looking at the way he like winds up and then yeah. just smacks into him. I, I it makes me chuckle. It's one of those things where like like they tell you, right? The person in the back, back, back row can see can yeah. see that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Um and Trent meets him with a jumping knee, followed by a shotgun knee and sends Ward to the outside. While the ref is dealing with best friends in the UK, which is still weird because it's just like I don't know. 
because the UK is a real thing. It's just weird. Uh, Trent hits Ward with a couple chair shots, uh, and then back in the ring, a half-ass suplex, followed by a tornado DDT. Trent actually gets him with the pile driver for two. And Wardlow hits that thing where like he's holding him from the middle rope, and he drops him to a knee, which I feel like he hasn't done in a long mm-hmm. time. No, I remember him doing that when he I first like started getting solo matches. Yeah, I always kind of dug it. Uh, I just feel like he hasn't done that in a long no, time. No, it's. I think it should be one of his signatures, though. Yeah. Uh, then he beats Trent with the last red powerbomb for the win. Not death by powerbomb, thankfully. No. And um, so while I have been made far from a Wardlow fan in recent in the last couple of years, and I'm still not, this felt like a move in the right direction for me. Yep. Um, it was not a half powerbomb filled squash match that ended with death by powerbomb, as we like to call it. Yep. That's um, which true. they've done. They did before he um came in this group. Uh, it was an actual match with someone else who can actually wrestle, and with that ended with an actual pinfall. And just like that, I feel slightly less hatred towards Warlow. It was still, a move up from a squad. Do I still sure. extremely dislike him? Absolutely. But it's really this simple that they just decided to put him in something that's not a meaningless squash match. Rep- these repetitive formulaic squashes mm-hmm. that really showcase nothing for him that they had done so many times with rest stoppages that made no sense. We saw a bloody like nearly murder death match and then we're seeing guys get power bombed and they have to stop yeah like power bombed once like yeah. i like that using the last ride power bomb here made sense and at least he pinned him like if he trent has just been killed off of that that would make no sense to me i still think ward is far from a complete package because his promos are lacking and his in-ring work is like again trent i think carried the load here but again trent harry helped helped carry him to something decent which i think is solid he brought back that knee drop thing which is kind of cool and at least like the last ride, I think is a good move for him if he's doing the power bombs because at least that's like a elevated mm-hmm. kind of power bomb. And as long as he's not killing anyone with it, then I think it's fine. And I thought Trent had some fun flurries. It wasn't an amazing match or anything, but it was decent, and that's way better than anything I've seen from Wardlow that I can remember in anything recent. So, um, and it was also tied to Roddy and Cassie, which kind of helped because they're both affiliated with the two guys. So yeah. it was something from Wardlow that I didn't hate, and that's the nicest thing I can say here. Yeah. I thought it was fine, right? It felt like kind of a, a rampagey match, but at yeah. least both of them hit some cool stuff. Um, Wardlow's high impact things look pretty good. He he has like, I don't know if anti-charisma is too strong a word, but like he's just not very interesting, right? He feels like a very generic big man still. Um, and Cole's group is lame, dude, I think. <laughs> like they're just barely above the best friends level at this point, it feels like. I don't know. You went from being with the biggest guy on the card involved, and it hurts because MJF is gone, right? But it's just not like, that he signed with WWE. He's injured. Let's not. We're but not. They're talking just about that. kind of directionless and not yeah, super I think, interesting. I think part of it is the the lineup is questionable for sure. But I feel like the whole Adam Cole MJF thing used to be so amazing, and then it's just been hurt by injuries. Because first Cole's injury really took yes. the legs out from under this quite literally. Um, and then MJF being out, it prevents like, cause it would be totally fine if MJF was still here. I feel like, and then MJF's fighting against them, that would give them purpose. They just could not follow up on anything, right? And I think it's not entirely their fault, but it, no, the fact of the matter is that it, it that's how it is. Bit right? of a dud, it feels like. Yeah, me. that's fair. Um, then we get an Edge Minoru Suzuki package, cause just 
I don't know. That little hype video because there is, like there's otherwise, it's completely random. It is completely random. (laughs) It Um, is. Copeland talks about how it's a match we never thought we'd see because why would I ask for this? And they're going to beat the hell out of each other or something like that. I didn't get a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was solid. Don't really care. It's a really strange match to get. Could be good, but we'll see. And I was saying to you, I one thing I'll say about Edge is that he's not our favorite, but for, as far as old guys go, he's solid. And I respect what he's doing with this open challenge, which they call the Cope Open, but I'm I've been saying you call it the Copen Challenge, yeah, because that's just that's funny. Uh, but unlike CM Punk when he came to AEW, I think he's putting his money where his mouth is, where he's actually elevating younger talent and actually wanting to work with them Suzuki. and help them out. <laughs> well, okay, but like the open challenge has yeah. been, right? Like yeah, he's yeah. gotten TV matches for Griff Garrison, Lee Moriarty, and Dante Martin so far. Yep. And like, I guess this is a quote dream match if you want to call it that. But like, I feel like Edge has actually done what he said he's going to do, like kind of help out and work with younger guys. I feel like because Punk talked a lot of crap about that when he mm-hmm. first came, like his debut promo wanting to work with guys, but he really didn't do that a whole lot. And I feel like especially in his later days, he just kind of faltered on that. So I respect for Edge sure. for doing that. And also we know Edge wanted to wrestle more. That's part of why he left WWE. So it's kind of a win-win for him, right? It is. So I, I respect that for sure. It was a, a fine little video, but like, and in their prime, this is an interesting match, but... Not to be rude, it's not that interesting now. And honestly, like, there was a time where I loved Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki, right now, for me, it's like, it depends on who he's fighting. The matches he's had in America haven't really impressed me. Like, his recent ones in America. Yeah, that's fair. It honestly depends who he's against. And I think I'll that'll definitely come up later, for sure. And Edge, just honestly, Copeland, whatever, just doesn't really interest me at this point. I Like, fine, but I... Again, I say it all the time, I'm sorry. There's so many other people that don't get much time that I would rather see. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, next, we get Renee interviewing Perrazzo and Tony Storm on the stage, uh, and they're sitting across from each other. I thought the crowd was really dead for the a good chunk of this, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. Uh, Storm said that Deanna's recently body shamed, and she thinks it's ridiculous because there's so much more to shame about her. She said, uh, Storm said, you can't use their past friendship to get a title shot. He said all of her friends were less talented than herself. She put over Deanna for being a great technical wrestler, but if you wrestle Storm, she'll twist your lips so hard you need an epidural. Mm. Um, Peraza said she came to AEW to become the women's champion and she said she had no problem earning a title opportunity and winning arm by arm uh, she called Tony delusional and said uh, she or she, she talked about uh, Tony Storm who moved into her house at one point and she wants to face the best Tony Storm there is and not what she is right now and she said she revealed a tattoo in a right angle and so they have the matching tattoo and Storm told Dion to blow her tattoo out of her bum hole <laughs> um they threw shoes at each other, like Storm threw it at her, and Dion threw it back. She went for an armbar on Storm. Mariah Mace made the save, and she went to pump kick her, but um, I think she moved, and uh, Luther got hit instead, and then she raised Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Luther. That's right. Took a Deanna boot. So I liked Deanna here because I think this is what you have to do with Tony's character. You have to confront it, right? You can't like no sell it or feed into it you have to go like you're delusional and crazy and you think you're from the 20s or 30s or Mm -hmm. whatever it is i think that's what you have to do you have to meet it head on you can't like play into it or ignore it because i think that would make peraza look kind of silly right and especially i like it she's like i knew you when you were a real person really really well and like we have matching tattoos which if those are real cool if not it doesn't really matter it's a cool add to the story so i thought peraza starting to come off a a bit more like a star here um 
And I'd like it if she could drag Tony Storm away from this gimmick because I think it's approaching its expiry date. I don't for me. think that's possible. I feel like it'll just she'll maybe go away after losing the title. Well, people and she'll love come back it though. Different. I don't. I know. I don't either. So that's why I like that Prazo's like, "You're being ridiculous. You're not this person. Stop it." I think that's how she has yeah. to do here. I think that's what everyone should be saying. Right. Um, yeah, it was fine. I felt like it kind of suffered from the same issue as last week where Peraz was cutting the solid promo. That's good. And I like what she's saying. She's kind of good. Uh, and then Storm's got her over the top stick and her, all of her old timey lingo. And there's just a big disconnect. Mm-hmm. I thought the ankle tattoo is a cool touch because at least that proves that this friendship was legitimate because it's a thing that's used in a lot of women's feuds. Yes. So I feel like, I mean, there, it's always possible. There's truth to it. So I like, at least that there's, this is right. That's possibility like, of truth is all I need. This is at least proof that there is some truth. Right. Um, the little skirmish at the end was fine, but nothing to write home about. And I'm worried Praza loses now because she held up the belt. I'm worried too. I yeah. don't. I don't. I wouldn't pick her to win. I don't think right now. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, next we get a John Moxie promo, uh, which I feel like we haven't seen him oh, in a minute. Was the Storm Peraza? Did was she in black and white? Yeah, even when it was state, pulled yeah. up, pulled out. That's yeah. interesting, right? Like I thought it was interesting how they got her half of the stage was black and white. Which that's cool. It's interesting how they did that. Yep. Um, but so Moxley's talking about how Blackpool has won a lot of titles in their time, uh, but they don't have victory parties. He said there's always another match around the corner. He said they're committed to being elite. Uh, Moxley talked about how people come here and don't know what elite means. Uh, he spoke about how he would maim and torture anybody who can't keep up. And he said when he steps in the ring on Rampage, he'll leave every bit of his heart and soul. He said he's going to do it every single time. Uh, good intensity, as always, from Mox, but not really focused on anyone or anything, right? Which Just kind of like... Best, yeah. Um, so fine. Good to see him cut a promo. He's awesome at it, but it wasn't really anything directly mm-hmm. aimed anywhere, I don't think. Um, yeah, so always love Moxie promos. He's one of the best to do it. The mantra he has with BCC always works. And promos for me, just the way they operate, I always really enjoy. Um, he did talk about titles. Hopefully that means he's going for something. Um, I'd love to see if they could, if Joe hangs on the title enough, Moxley versus Joe would go insane. Mm-hmm, that'd be cool. So do that. A lot of maybe. stuff feels fresh with Joe too, right? Which is also what I kind of yeah, dig about. I him like as that champion. too. Yeah. If he survives this three way, mm-hmm. then, which I feel like it could. A lot of fresh um, matchups. And yeah. Give him Moxley. Moxley, Joe, even if it's like a short thing, just I need the match. It'd be awesome. And you can just be like, he's top of the rankings. You yeah. don't have to work too hard. And plus those guys could build a match in a week and I'd be fine. True. So. Uh, then we get a promo from Johnny TV and Taya Valkyrie. Oof. They do come across as a good obnoxious couple. I'll give them that. I just didn't. Like I still it. don't want to see either of them really no. at this point. But it is obnoxious, yeah. But I don't know if it's in the, the way, way they want. want. I don't know if it's the way they want. Yeah. Shoot obnoxious and not kayfabe obnoxious. Uh, Taya talked about how they're the most TV ready couple in AEW, which I don't know if that means anything about anything. But TV ready, what does that mean? <laughs> QTV, I don't know. They have HDMI ports <laughs> in the back of their heads. I guess. I don't know. Uh, Ty complained about Deanna Praza thinking she can jump the line so she'll face Deanna next week or she challenges to a match or whatever. Fodder. Perazzo fodder. Yeah, uh, this is okay, I guess. Morrison looks like an idiot and he sounded lame too, even though he's just chiming in here and there. And no offense to her or anything, but after her last run, I really don't feel the need to see more anymore from Ty. I used to have a decently high opinion of her. I know you felt the same. It's tarnished. But her first go about in <laughs> AEW proved otherwise and tarnished her in-ring reputation to me. She gave us the worst women's match of last year, I believe. Um, and this new stick with Morrison isn't going to get me more invested as it reeks of QTV because this is how Johnny TV came to mm-hmm. be. So... Yeah, it reeks of that or something else that's lame. It's just not something I need or want. It doesn't feel like an important act that's going to get a lot of time, but there can be like a mid, lower mid card obnoxious couple. 
that mm-hmm. are fodder. Just like this, it's a quality win for Perazzo, I guess, right? Is it going to be quality, Qu- though? Quality, yeah. in theory. I don't, Maybe not in practice. Uh, we don't even know now. Um, Megan gets worse, Strickland versus brother Nero, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Hardy. Uh, we have a Again, roster full of, of great all talent. all the yeah. people on this roster. This big roster. To give us we're swerve facing to right Jeff now. Hardy. Why? Yep. Uh, and commentary keeps talking about Swerve overlooking Jeff and not taking him seriously. Into that, I ask, why should he? Mm-hmm. In this, with his performances in the recent years, why would you take Jeff seriously? Why, I wouldn't. Like, I don't get it. I haven't missed him. Nope. Uh, Russian leg sweep. I mean, at least all of his his complaining about not being on dynamite paid off. I guess. I guess, but that's not a nice precedent to set. Yeah, Everyone's Brian Danielson should find him. Like, yeah. Uh, Russian leg sweep and the weird leg drop pin thing that he does. Uh, Jeff gets a two count. Swerve sweeps up Jeff's legs on the apron, then super kicks him. And Jeff kind of messed up the landing. It's the thing where like they get super kicked off the apron, they're hanging by their feet, so Swerve mm-hmm. can do that slingshot stop. And so Jeff had to kind of shift over, and then Swerve had a neck breaker on the floor, which was fine. Oh, yeah, that looked all right. Yeah. Uh, Jeff uses the seriously poetry motion against the barricade. He didn't slip or anything, so he's okay. Uh, whisper in the wind, he didn't slip or anything, so again, he's okay. Uh, twist of fate on the steel stairs from Jeff, which was solid. Uh, Jeff misses a swanton, Swerve hits a house call for a near fall, uh, and good. Swerve Stomp gets Swervington the win. Yeah, it's fine, but it's like watching Jeff Hardy at .75 speed, right? So it's he's trying to do the same things, it's just slower and not as, I don't know, he's never the cleanest, I don't think, but less so now. So it, I don't know. We know who's winning this. It's never going to ascend to a level that's really important. Hardy gives you what you expect him to do swerves always good so i guess an okay tv match i i don't think jeff hardy should have an anywhere near competitive match with a red hot swerve strickland yep and again i would put pretty much anyone else in this spot but i don't think it was bad it was just fine and yep. swerve should be, be- always better that's what i said it's fine but way too competitive Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff shouldn't have competitive matches with a lot of the guys on the roster and top of that list is Swerve not only is he a great wrestler in his prime which Jeff is not but he's also on the run of his career right now arguably the hottest in the company and he's having a competitive match against a washed up guy nearing his 50s <laughs> so that's hey hey washed up guys nearing their 50s are cool okay mm-hmm. uh, okay yeah no yeah sure yeah. Yeah. Uh, no way this should have been this close or this long because there's no way Jeff should have or was ever going to win. Not even like he has some solid stuff. Like I thought the Dustin match from World Zone was pretty solid. It would have fit a lot better here, honestly. It was a lot. Like, that was better. Very good point. It was a lot better than this, and it would have been a good TV match. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been fine. Like honestly, I think being on World End is the thing that mainly hurt that. Correct. Um, Jeff is so far from what he used to be. There's honestly no value in watching him for me. Even just the strikes he throws, like whenever he was punching Swerve, it just looked weak to me. Mm-hmm. And he looks winded after doing a few things at half the speed he used to do. He them. did. I thought that too. he looked really one... winded on the outside a couple times. Yeah, he. There's a bit of a close up of him, and he was heaving. He struggles. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I felt like Swerve also had to slow himself down for this, which I don't like because that's just bringing him down. Why should he have to lower himself to this standard, right? Mm-hmm. It's the it's the opposite of what the goal should be, right? Yes. So I thought this was fine, but it really did nothing for Swerve. So I agree. That kind of gives it a down for me. Yep. If anything, uh, then we get hangman interview. Uh, no mustache, please. Uh, just oh yeah, we did. So Almost weird. Forgot. It's Swerve's eye makeup seemed fine, but the mustache is still still there. Just mm-mm. Uh, Swerve interrupted and Swerve reminded Hangman he's the last man to beat him. 
him and say he's three and zero this year. He was like, "Well, New Year, New Me, dumbass," which I thought was kind of funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> like how he just flies out the handle. He hasn't um, beaten mustachioed hangman yet that's true new year new stash please yep. shave so all of his power yeah, lies from that the power lies in the in the, the lift caterpillar that's it um renee tells them that next week we have dealer's choice matches where they're both choosing each other's matches have they is, done this mm, before i don't think they've outright done this at least not not with them for sure mm-hmm. in general i can't specifically remember a time where they've done this i know impact has for sure because that's the last one i remember but i don't remember an aw doing it one of them should choose themselves. That'd be that'd be a badass move. That would be. Why can't you do that? I choose me, and then you just. Whoop it's them. just like the only thing is, it depends on who's wrestling first, I guess. But, but I like, hope that would be funny. Honestly. I just hope they choose interesting people for each other. That's all you can hope for. This was whatever quick interaction. Swear should be like. You should face Tyler Rust. <laughs> okay, deep pull into FNS lore. There he disappeared. Biggest. Tyler Rust fan ever right I love here. Tyler Rust. I rewatched one people of are his like, who is go- People are Googling Tyler Rust right now. Tyler Rust is awesome. Yeah, he, I, Tyler Rust would totally survive in NXT right now. He was good. He was so good. North American champion. Should have been. Should have done it. Diamond Mine was never the same. Oh, boy. Notice how Diamond Mine didn't split up when he was there mm-hmm. for two weeks. He was the glue that binds them. Yeah. Yeah, binds the mine, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they just started to falter. Did it take a while for them to falter? Yes. But, but it's no That was the first crack. That was the first crack right there. For That's sure. a crack in the foundation. Right. Him and uh, Hideki Suzuki. <laughs> right. Or uh, Hachiman was his name, yeah, I believe. it was. Um, but no, so this was good. I like how Swear was just like... He's able to set off Hangman simply reminding him of yeah. that feud. Just like he, he'll be coming like, oh, yeah, I beat you twice. And then Hangman just flies off the handle. Yeah. Like, he's just like, you can see, like, the first thing he says, he just immediately gets heated once Swerve brings that up. Um, the unfinished business here is enticing and evident, uh, and I like it. The dealer's choice stick is interesting. I'm hoping it'll lead to a couple cool matches, like you said. More along the lines of Penta Hangman and less Swerve Jeff Hardy. Yes, absolutely. Less of that. Mm-hmm. Then we get Thunder Rosa versus Red Velvet. The first thing I wrote was, wow, I do not want to see this. Did not miss Thunder Rosa. This wasn't her first match back? No, it's her first singles match since coming back. Right. Okay. So I thought it was with Abaddon. I knew it was the first time I'd seen her in singles, but I didn't know if she was was, doing stuff on So I think her return match on Collision was her and Abaddon versus Hart and Sky Blue pre-World's End, I think. Right. And then she was on one of those random homecoming multi-person tags. Remember? Mm -hmm. She's in that. So first singles match back. Roll through into a double foot stomp from Velvet. Uh, there's a sloppy sequence of a myriad of weird things with the shotgun dropkick from Rosa. I have that too. It. Slow, sloppy section in the middle. A lot of bad stuff. And then why does it look like Thunder Rosa... Or sorry, Mike, one question. Why does Thunder Rosa look so strange slash slow when she runs? Like it was... She was slow, I yeah. I think the question... Some que- sort of... She won with some sort of package driver, which is their Thunder Tijuana Rosa bomb. good? No. We proved this in her last run. Her promos are bad. And I think her in-ring work has deteriorated. So she's living off of a couple good matches, right? With Baker. That's Britt it. Baker. That's, those are the only things I remember from her. Because the... I remember going, okay, Thunder Rose is good. And now I'm like... There's the lights out. There's the cage match. And then the evidence before that, because she was in Lucha Underground too, and she was kind of rough. And then after, it's like, for that There's brief the whole little... Ivalice incident, too. Right, so I don't... Remember she had the, like, the meaningless feud with Nyla Rose and her title run? Like, remember, her title run just sucked, remember? I think they caught lightning in a bottle a couple times, and maybe she's not good. I don't think she is, honestly. And I feel like people always talk about Hangman's title run not really following up his awesome win, which 
is fair in some regards, but I thought his title was pretty good considering things because I thought his feud with Cole was solid. And like, remember he had the match with Danielson, which were awesome. Yes. And Hangman beat up, or sorry, Danielson beat up Dark Order. Mm -hmm. I think if you really want to talk about a title win that led to nothing was Thunder Rosa because her title win was really built. Like she was, you you said it a lot. She was the one to beat. Brit, she had right? to be. We were like, it's got to be her. It and was I was the one kinda, made sense. I was on board for it. Yeah, and I was too. Lackluster. They, they did. They built it really weird because they had a title match revolution, which is nothing. Then two weeks later, they had the cage match. So they did it kind of weird. Yeah. But regardless, her title win was awesome in the cage match. And then her title run sucked. Like, it did. And she had the, she had, remember she had the interim title, but unlike Punk, she didn't come back. She just vacated. Mm-hmm. And remember, Hater got the linear, right. linear title after. So. <laughs> And yep. it's a whole thunderstorm thing, remember? Like, I agree. I don't think she's very good. I feel like it's kind of like the Taya thing, where I feel like she's going to fall off. I feel similarly. I feel like she kind of already has. It was not good by any measure. To be fair, my because I'm already kind of deteriorating on Thunder Rosa, I didn't expect a lot from these two, but this was still bad. I didn't it think was it was It was really good. sloppy and disjointed. It felt like they didn't know what they were doing at points and didn't feel like they, ha- they did a lot either. It was bad. I'm going to say no thanks to this. I think I put it on our short list for worst of the year so far. Like, I think it's... Uh, did I put it there? Um, I did. She, like... I did. If, it if, wasn't good. It was really short, so it can't be, like... It's not horrible, but, like, it was pretty bad for And what if it ring was. rust is a thing, I think we kind of saw some here. Um, I was hoping Thunder Rose would do that stupid dropkick she does, because you know how she does, like, the basement dropkick, mm-hmm. but she insists on landing on her feet, so it doesn't look impactful. She hasn't done that, I don't think. No, she didn't do it here. Yeah, I think she maybe fooled us with a couple good matches. I think and so. She won me over briefly. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure it's documented on this show, but I'm not on board. I didn't think this. Was... I think maybe part of it was the lights out match effect. Because remember, there was that one Street Fighter Rampage which had like Ty Conti and Anna mm-hmm. Jay. It was of all awesome. People. It was Ty Conti, Anna Jay, Bunny, and Penelope before. Three of those people aren't great, that and Ty Conti awesome. fell off. And we we don't love any of those people. No. So that's what I'm saying is. Part of that effect could be just like those no holds barred matches allow yeah. the women to really shine because it takes some pressure off the work rate. It does. Right? So it does. And I'm not saying Thunder Rosa like I, but, I feel like she did coast on those matches. Honestly, like I don't know what this match did for anyone. It's not even like Thunder Rosa's, and it was funny because she was cutting like a post match promo and like getting after Tony Storm, and then they cut to the Savannah Bananas in the front row, right? Which was which funny. was in a some alternate universe. You knew who they were, and I didn't. And it's a sports thing. Um, so that's I've random they've randomly popped up on my Instagram reel sometimes like the Instagram version of TikTok yeah um and it's funny because I think they're Taylor Swift fans so I've seen them like lip syncing until it's it, I find it really funny for some reason but for those who don't know they're basically like and I explained this to you they're basically the Harlem Globetrotters mm-hmm. of baseball um which and I've seen like their but you games, said it's not rigged though it's not the games aren't rigged no but they do but they just do like stuff. antics in the games yes right. but I. Uh, from what I've seen, the games aren't rigged, supposedly, but yeah. Jack so. Talks Baseball. Put it on your... Mark there. this day on your calendar. They are Harlem Globetrotter Baseball, basically. Got it. And they're, the other team are like not like the Generals, but like the Generals. Look at you with all the sports references. This is crazy. I've actually been to Globetrotters. You so have. That, as a wee that's boy. Why. It's a young boy. And then I didn't try to suppress it like the Raptors or whatever. <laughs> actually, no. That was Blue Jays because, again, you watch the Raptors. Well, at the Jays game. And then I got to watch a bit of Greatest Royal Rumble because I remember that was the same day as the first Saudi show. And Did um, I pull it up on our phone or something? Yeah, because you were watching basketball and you let me watch a bit of that after. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I think I watched Triple Didn't H. remember that at Triple all. Triple H and Cena and something else. The good old days. Yeah, back when Saudi was just beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next we hear from Darby and Sting. I'm surprised. If Sting could wrestle, no way they wouldn't get him on a Saudi show. 
just as I'm on this thread. Probably. If they had kept Sting, no way he's not getting on a Saudi show. Mm-hmm. No way. They would finally do that Sting Undertaker match they were supposed to do in 2015. They would be like, we want to see Sting beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> we want to like, see Sting. here's $9 billion to do it. Okay. We, we want to see Sting finish the story. One more run. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine just Sting with the two belts and, oh, gross. Um. Darby Allen talked about how he heard about Sting coming to AEW back in December 2020. He said he flew to Sting's house in Texas to train in the ring that Sting had because Sting has a ring to train in. It's the only place you could possibly train. That implies that he actually wrestled. So, how do you what do you need to train to do like back fists and hit people with the bat? Bat swings. You need space to swing that bat. He's just practicing with like a t-ball thing. That's right. Like one of those. And people just run in and he no-sells. He wants to, to feel... He practices not selling. Yeah. 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 Because like... Well, because he's such a veteran. He's used to selling. And jumping so now off he, he's Yeah. He's got like train... He just jumps off. Like he's got a shed like Nick Wayne does and he practices jumping off of yeah. that. And no-selling. Plot twist. They're breaking kayfabe and he's training at the Buddy Wayne Academy. Maybe. Boom. Well, if they repaired it after, you know, swerve. Um, he told Sting he still got it. He really worked hard to get the crowd to chant that. He tried, yep. And he kind of did, I guess. He did. They liked um, Sting. The Bucks were shown backstage producing the segment, which is something. Um, Allen said he told Sting to finish his career on his own terms. They're 27-0 defeated, undefeated. Ridiculous, by the way. Just ridiculous. Um, Allen said the rankings are back, so they would be at the top spot as number one contenders. Again, ridiculous. But it... it and they're not retroactive rankings, are they? Aren't they, like, starting now? Or... Yeah. So you have one and oh, you're one and oh this year, <laughs> dumbass. Fired up. You know, no, because if you're going to get this title shot, how about you start winning some matches? Actually, no, I, no, I no, shouldn't say hey, that because wow, now they're going to start doing right. it. Oh, Cop- I shouldn't say Copeland that. A Copeland challenge. <laughs> the Sting Copeland. Um, so yeah, they're challenging. So he told Sting again, you still got it. He said Savannah could agree as well, so he got them to chant that. He asked Sting if he wanted to end his career as AEW taking champions, and Sting says all in, which I thought was a horrible choice of words, <laughs> as I see the all in logo on the stage because mm-hmm. they, they're promoting tickets still. Um, as this was happening, I was just going, no, 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 no. You were. No, it was really obnoxious. No, no I know. Um, nothing wrong with this segment. Darby sounded fine, but this isn't for us, right? So at least Darby did almost all the talking. We barely heard Sting. And like you, I imagine they're winning the titles and then There's maybe no way they don't. losing them to the Bucks. Because if they're losing, I don't know. then why would you put that on his road to his last right. match? So, and if he's going to lose, why not lose your last match, right? Nothing about this I'm interested in, so I will tolerate it and hope that it's I not, will not super long. It. I will not tolerate this. Um, promo's fine. It was okay at best, but I don't care about that. Uh, it's going somewhere we never should be going, which is staying anywhere near a title in AEW. That's... The stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's a ridiculously bad idea. Because, again, we just talked about it. He doesn't wrestle. He can't. He doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. He barely does anything. Like, he cannot wrestle. And if you can't wrestle, why do you have a title? And he's, like, what, 60-something? This, this is stupid. I've already detailed last week why it's just... And it's just a waste of time. Like, because he's gonna they're gonna win the titles in a couple weeks then we've got like another month so they're gonna hold the titles for a month and then drop them to the bucks or relinquish them you say you can relinquish them if he's gonna relinquish them don't win the titles that's just a waste of our time but that's how i get my tournament though i don't do a tournament for the number one contenders like i don't (laughs) care this is i would rather have a tournament to face the champions than have a tournament because a sting couldn't defend the titles or the are the roh ones they're still existing right so we could pull all the belts together 
and have a tournament for the triple crown of tag teams. Mm. Do you want something? the Undisputed Kingdom in there? Is that why? No. They, well, they have those belts, so they lose take those it or first. leave it. No, those are some more that he collects from them and has them all. Sting? And then, yeah, vacates them. No, all. what? No. Um, to say I don't want this is an understatement, and I get they'll do whatever for Sting's retirement, but jeopardizing the tag division temporarily for no reason is stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's not I thriving, hoping, really, anyways. Uh, yeah, but I was hoping this year they would be start rebuilding it. This is I'm the, always hoping that. This feels like the exact opposite. I, it does. It's like you're jeopardizing things just for Sting. This is stupid. Like, you can do this... It's like Rock Roman to me. I don't care about that. And it's something that doesn't need the title. Sting does not need the titles here. I don't. And if you're going to do this, why didn't you do this sooner? So at least there's some time with the belts. I mean, again, I don't want the belts, but I feel like it's an even bigger waste if you're not even going to do something with it. Like he's just going to win the titles and do nothing. And why, if he can so easily win them, why didn't they do this earlier? Like, why wouldn't Sting You've been undefeated the whole time. in character be like, we could just win the tag? Anyway. Yeah, it's I, almost like he doesn't want them. That's like, a lot of talk about something I really don't care about I at all. I really don't want it. I just, whatever. They can do what they want. I'll watch it. I just hope it's quick. Put it on. I wish I was on Collision, so I wouldn't have to watch it. <laughs> True. Um, then we get Starks and Bill promo backstage. Uh, Bill thanked them for being addressed by name as the tag champs. He said they accept the challenge. Uh, Ricky said Sting's first match was against him and a partner, Hobbs. Or was it Cage? One of them was in that match. Uh, but now Ricky has the best partner. Yeah. Um, Ricky told Sting to lay down so they can walk over them. Um, Stark saying Sting make, won't make it to Revolution really has me hopeful. I don't want the title match oh so God. much. Uh, I'm very fearful because the chances that they win this match are so incredibly minimal. It's I, almost zero. Yeah, I would say so. And it, yeah, this was just a quick segment, them accepting a challenge that they aren't going to win. So that's I would fine. bet my life savings on the fact that they will not win this. I mean, that'd be a nice shocker if they did. Oh, You'll be happy. I would be overjoyed. That'd be the second happiest thing this year. Mm-hmm. After Pete Dunne. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, next, we get the Acclaim versus Mogul MC for the AW World Trios Championships. Hey, the titles are back. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. They're on TV. They are. And uh, bang, bang. Scissor, Scissor gang. gang. They good had... rap from Caster on this one. I oh, thought. yeah. The, ca- the rap was really good. Yeah. I don't remember anything specifically, but it was like. But it was directed at the people in the ring which is always better mm-hmm. and there's a nice like kind of joint entrance where it started off with the bull club gold theme with a new theme which is good a banger pun intended uh and then we get the acclaim in the rap so that was nice um bang bang scissor gang shirts are in production right and um so it's something i guess yeah i'm still not loving it but no i'm just waiting for the super heel turn you know yes um caster hits an aa to cage and then he gets caught with the shotgun drop from Khan. Khan hits his pedigree f- for version uh to Billy for two whatever the the name is it's too long and I don't know it's not something I need to remember. Local Gold stop Mogulmson from using a chair. They put Nana through the timekeeper's table. Uh, 3D to Leona from the acclaimed, which you're, I remember you brought up again should be Toa Lenoa. It should. It just sounds. It weird. rolls off the tongue. Oh, Caster called him the guy from Moana, which is really funny because he, he honestly looks a lot like mm-hmm. um. What's his name? Maui or something? Yeah, I don't Looks know. Looks a lot like him, honestly. Um, the finish, uh, we get a Famouser arrival and a mic drop to Khan for the win. The claimed retain the titles. Yeah, I thought this might have been the first match where I thought Billy looked like he's lost a step. I didn't think he looked... Usually, usually I don't I'm think he looks like, amazing, he looks but fine, it's though. just serviceable. I thought yeah. this one, I noticed that he didn't... A few things looked off Yeah, to usually me. he just kind of flies under the radar. Pretty standard trios match. I don't think this got to the next level I, either... And 
Why are Bullet Club Gold suddenly baby faces or baby face adjacent? I don't understand. I don't That's know why I don't like why it. it happened. I don't like it. Because they're, they're such perfect heels. They are amazing heels. And like you, I'm hoping that they pretty quickly turn on the acclaimed. Because it's Alliance I don't Yeah, need. and it's not even like they really changed much. It's not like... Because the guns were really bland as baby faces and then they became like the obnoxious heels or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like not even like they've changed that really. They're still kind of operating the same, which makes it more confusing to me why they're doing this. I don't get this and I hope it ends quickly. I really hope it ends, yeah, because it's not even because I hate either of these groups. I just I love Bullet Club Gold and that's why I want to end because I think they're so much better not doing this. I don't think it benefits either group for them together, so I don't no. I don't get it. I think they claimed are totally good on their own and the Bullet Club Gold are way better on their own. Um, but this is all right. It didn't feel like I had a flow to it. It just felt like a little disappointing to me. It didn't feel like sloppy or horrible like the women's match. It just felt like kind of unfocused. Mm-hmm. And didn't feel like it had enough room to breathe. If it was a little longer, maybe they could have polished things up and had a decent scrap. But yeah. it just didn't feel like there was a lot to work with in this, I thought. And I'm still not a fan of Babyface Bull Cup Gold. This needs to be short-lived because like, they were my favorite faction. I put them as my favorite faction last year. They are awesome, and I love every bit of their group. Uh, and they didn't even bring out Rock Card Juice Board. No, so, they did not. Which is one of the funniest things ever. Um, they need to turn heel soon. They need maybe like a couple more weeks of this. Then you do heel turn. You do a trio's unification at the paper. Agree. Boom. That's, we have, apparently six we have weeks. six weeks. Six so weeks we, we to get six, that I say done. That's right. Three weeks in, you do the turn, three weeks to build to the show. Right. Boom. Easy. That's Light how work. you do it. That's how you do this. All done. right. It's easy. It's done like that. Then we get Serena D vignette. We're on the flagship. She's on the flagship. That's good news. Boom. Um, it wasn't much this. It was basically just his, her return matches on Collision. So looking forward to that. I will probably see it. Um, I want to check out that Trio's Cage match with House of Black. Yeah. Which looks pretty crazy. So hopefully we can just catch her on the side, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it will have to be later, though, as they are going up against the Rumble because they are fools. I thought she sounded babyface here because I was trying to pick up on... Which I don't I, think so. Which I don't prefer, but I, I can't like remember what it was about. Heel. I don't know. It I was like really short, heel. but... Yeah, no. Um, I'm super excited for her Me to too. come back. She's awesome. She is. We love Serena Deep here. If she has a cool shirt, I'll get it. I just needs to look cool. I agree. Uh, then we get our main event, which is Adamander Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki. Main event, I would say, a mm. little bit. And the latest Copen challenge. Yeah, the Cope Open's stupid. First of all, I I don't know the name, the whole concept. That's what, my name's better. It just ensures I get this guy a lot. Well, I think it makes sense because his whole thing, he's going back after christian and the timing with the rankings also makes sense yeah i guess so i think the name's stupid because my name's so much better and i'm going to say it until they do it yeah. which they won't a fresh matchup but maybe 10 years too late uh yeah 10 maybe feels about 12, right 12 yeah 10 to like 15 that. 10 to 15 years yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's, that sounds more fair strike exchange early on um, and Cope. early and often Often. Strikes exchange early. That's and what often. you can say for Suzuki matches for sure. Yeah. Copeland <clears throat> drives Suzuki through the barricade. Yeah, that was funny when they're like, oh, Suzuki lit, hit the back of his head when he, and then he they like played rolled the, replay, to the ground. And he didn't even touch, like, no, not even close. He like, to the ground. Oh, actually, it was Copeland because the barricade is so thin and they just kind of walked back into it. It didn't, yeah, look it wasn't very... even like he, you could have drove him through with the spear and I would have passed it on that, honestly. But he just walked, they just walked backwards. Yeah, he, it collapsed. Suzuki had, 
uh, edge like a guillotine and then you just like pushed them through it. Yeah. So they were trying to make it because it clearly the impact wasn't there. So then they were the next thing they quickly go to is, well, Suzuki hit his head off the floor and then they play the replay. Nope. Uh, it, edge hit his head on. Okay, sure. Yeah. If it was a spear, then maybe, but it didn't work here. For no, sure. just walking back through it. Yeah. Uh, form exchange and just the difference between um, Edge and Suzuki's forms is yeah. something because Suzuki, he's got good shots. It's, for sure. the, it's the New Japan Strong and the uh, WWE Safe meeting yeah. up in the middle. And then we'll also have a cross forearm later because he's awful and mm-hmm. I hate him. Um, open hand shots from Suzuki, which also looked pretty nice. He went for an arm bar with Copeland Counters, hits an Impaler DET. Uh, Suzuki kind of bailed on that one. He did. It, well, they, they replayed it. It bet, looked better on the second angle, but there's, yeah. his head was nowhere near. It was more so he had his leg out, too. He did. Uh, usually, they just take that flat or something. Mm-hmm. Suzuki avoids a spear, locks in Fujiwara armbar. Cope crawls to the bottom rope. Uh, spear from Copeland for two. Suzuki locks uh, in a sleeper hold. Uh, Copeland eventually gets up. He did go out. purple well. I'll give Edge that. He actually did, yeah. Uh, he sends Suzuki in the turnbuckle. With one of them was kind of exposed, but not fully. D- didn't catch when that happened. That's what I'm saying. I kept going, when did they I do that? Know. I don't know. I didn't notice Copeland either. won with a kill switch. And after he grabbed the mic, he said he's never been hit that hard in his life. He says respect to Suzuki after the handshake. Suzuki just yells. He goes like, ah, and then he just leaves, which I thought was really funny. Oh, yeah. Suzuki's a beast. He's just so weird. Uh, Copeland says that was a war and the kind Christian knows nothing about, even though they had a way better match at World's End, but potato, potato. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says he's still coming for Christian. Woo. He's, I mean, he's got six weeks, so we'll see. That's right, we know exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll see um, we'll see how uh, many matches he can get in that time. The, the crowd was really into this. I, I wish I were with them because I just yeah, they were saying this is awesome. You're like they haven't done anything yet. It was a, it was like two guys past their prime having a random match with no build, and you know what the outcome is, and very few wrestling moves. The last couple of minutes they tried to do stuff, but mostly it was just yeah. a bunch of chopping and walking around. Like, I have no problem with strike exchanges, but they can't be the bulk of a match for me. I thought it was a lackluster main event. And uh, the whole cope thing is kind of a miss for in general for me. And I just feel like AEW, it sounds mean, but they need almost like to make some decisions and do a round of releases like WWE style or at least like non-renewals, like stop renewing people and just get trim some of the fat on this roster so I can see people I care about more. You don't need to bring in past his prime Suzuki to wrestle. No offense. Like you have people that if they were getting more time, I would really want to see in this spot. And this wasn't one of them. And the match was just okay. I thought I also don't really care about the Copeland thingy, but I like calling it the Copeland challenge. So, so we want it to last. Yeah. Yeah, Just because I like to amuse myself. Fair enough. Um, this was fine. Honestly, I didn't expect a whole lot from it. Didn't deliver a lot to me either. So I guess it's just there. Yes. It was heavy on strikes, which is typical for, for a Suzuki match, but this kind of style really doesn't fit edge in my opinion. I feel like yeah, I'm not a big fan of Edge being here either, but there are some matches where he works. Like the mm-hmm. World's End match worked. Uh, this doesn't really fit him. I feel like it's just not his style. Right. And I don't think trying to get him to do that style works either. I think do what he's comfortable with, and that's where he'll shine, yeah. if anything. Uh, the barricade spot could have been done better because it looked pretty lame here, and Suzuki kind of bailed on the Impaler GT as well. I feel like a light version of a Suzuki match, and I expected Edge to win with the whole Copen challenge thing he has going. Uh, I'm going to call it that because it's better than the name they've been using. And, like, Suzuki matches tend to be the same. You know what you're getting, but, like, some of them I like more. Like, if he's facing, like, someone like Moxley mm-hmm. or Danielson, I don't know if they've done that. Do Danielson if you haven't. Yeah. I feel like they might have, though. But, like, it just depends on the person, right? And Edge is just not that guy. Nope, I agree. Uh, overall, not a big fan of this show. It peaked really early. Like the Samoa Joe segment, like the Hangman Penta match, and the rest, like, just going through, like, 
There's nothing really. Even if like the Wardlow match over delivered for me, I don't think it was like still an wasn't great. Match, yeah. Like I liked Perazzo, right? But then everything else was just kind of there. And not. Yeah. So I gave this show a C, which is a pretty low grade for a Dynamite. Um, again, started out pretty strong, and then for me was mediocre to not good. So that's a C overall. Do better, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I liked it a little better. Um, I was kind of debating on my grade as I was looking through because I forgot to write up my bit. I, and... I don't anymore at the end. I kind of like, because sometimes when we talk about stuff, it crystallizes for me a lot. Yeah, I've been trying to do that just so that because I don't have any of my grades documented mm-hmm. usually. Uh, I agree, peaked or that. I did quite enjoy the opener and the opening segment as well. Um, what was it? War the Trent was solid. Like, it was better than I expected. That's the nicest thing I can say still. Um, Swerve Jeff, not great, and the women's match was bad. I'll just say that. Trio's match was nothing notable, and the main event was lackluster. Um, the only other segment that felt lengthy was Darby and Singh, which I didn't love or care about. Uh, Giant TV, no good. Moxie was good, but yeah, it just felt like a mediocre show. I'm gonna go C, but not a banner one. I'm really hoping that this this year picks up because I thought, like, again, the first show of the year was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that it's more close to that. Yeah, we loved that was like an A minus show for us. I think yeah, A maybe. A maybe. Like it was yeah, like really, really enjoyed strong it. Show. And we were like, oh sweet, a reset. They're going in It felt like the a new beginning for right. sure. And this is uh, less so. I agree. All right. So we're gonna move on and take a little break from analysis into a little bit of trivia where Jack will tackle a topic of my choosing in a segment we call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so I thought I'd try to find Royal Rumble-themed things. I don't think we've done this before. If we have, I don't remember. doesn't matter. (laughs) 20 quickest Royal Rumble eliminations. I'm going to try and turn an article from Bleacher Report into an on-the-fly sort of quiz here, okay? As I drink some coffee. Are you ready? Number 20. You're not ready? You need Uh a moment to prepare? 1999. 15.7 seconds. Um, He had done really well in a 1991 Rumble under a different name when he came a close second to Hulk Hogan in 91. But under this new billing in 99, he's the member of an eccentric group called the Oddities. Oh, which one was he in the Oddities? Be the first man to unsuccessfully try to dump out Stone Cold Steve Austin for the 100,000 that Vince was on. Golga is correct. Very good. Okay, I just don't remember which one. So that's what we're looking at. Number 19, 2009, 15.2 seconds. This man was an annoying little squirt. Having broken away from a popular tag team partnership. Hornswoggle? No. With Paul London. Kendrick? Correct. Ah, an annoying little squirt. Yeah, that was what he was doing, I guess. 2001, number 18. 14.1 seconds. So he was also repackaged in a drastic character change. Uh, A big man. These other hints are too. So he ran straight into an irate rock who quickly dispatched of this former nation of domination cohort. Godfather? Mm, Good father? Good father. Yes. That's a very big difference. Number Number 17, 2007. 13.4 seconds. Pretty much this man, I'm taking out the names, pretty much the prime example of how pure violence and X-rated behavior was enough to earn you top billing 
back in the days of ECW. So I think saying maybe not the most talented, but was all gimmick. Sandman? Correct. Cult figure who couldn't resist a drink or two before matches, etc., etc. Number 16, 1994. We just discussed him very recently. Had some great moments in WWE, including winning King of the Ring once. However, in 94, he wasn't so lucky in the Royal Rumble match, entering with only Diesel as a competitor. No place to hide for the then rookie, and Big Daddy Cool soon dumped him out of the match. Mabel? Nope. Oh, I won King of the Ring previously. Uh, he won King of the Ring after this, because this he was a rookie. So if I say the year, you'll know. He won it in 99. Oh, Billy Gunn? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Uh, number 15, 1998. Good luck with this one. This is the hardest one, I think. Having come in to face off against the psychopathic duo of Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie at number three, uh, he never stood a chance. Also went by the name, I can tell you this, I don't know how much it helps, Salvatore Sincere for a short period. I've heard that. I know I've heard that. So that, it's the 1998 version of Salvatore Sincere. I've heard that name. I know, I'll know it once. You'll never get it. Tom Brandy. Uh, I know I've heard that name, though. That was hard. All right, 1995, 12.4 seconds. If this list extended to the top 30, then this person would be on there three times. And it says his brother, but I think it's his cousin. Is one of the Harris guys? No. The Blue Brothers? No. So... In this short foray in the 1995 Rumble, he was one of six men who spent less than 20 minutes in the ring. So they were a foreign tag team that came in the 80s. They were cousins. I don't think oh, brothers. So which one? Butch. No. Luke. Correct. I don't like saying Butch anymore. <laughs> Number 13 was in 1990 and it's 12.1 seconds. And this one's a bit of a surprise. This person has two Rumble victories, but as a rookie in 1990, he spent only 12 seconds before being dumped out by the Ultimate Warrior. I'm sorry, in 90? So he, this was in 90, he was dumped out, and he would later win two Royal Rumbles. Two Rumbles doesn't allow a lot of people. Shawn Michaels? Correct. Well, I don't know why that, I got that. But... Right. Good one. Number 12, I don't know how to give you hints for this one because they don't have much. 2012? 11.7 seconds. They're, they more comment that 2012 was maybe the worst rumble of all time. That's one of the bad ones. I don't think it's So worst. this was another guy um, in a cousin tag team. One of the clones. Low card. One of the clones. One of the clones? Colognes. Yes. Which one? Prima. No. Damn it. You're bad at this 50-50 business. Epico. 2001, number 11. Wait, Ten- they are cousins and one of them is Carlito's brother. Right. Yes, that Epico, makes sense. Maybe? I think so. I don't know. No, so 2001, 10.3 seconds. One of Kane's infamous 11 victims in the That's 2001. There's 11. Made more of a name for himself as a commentator in his later years than as an in-ring Taz. performer. Correct. Very good. Uh, 2010. Commentary Jones. We're in the top 10 now. Number 10, 2010, 7.3 nah. seconds. Unlike most people on this list, he took himself out of the rumble rather than being tossed out in an embarrassing fashion. Feuding, following a feud with The Miz, he would be assaulted on his way to the ring, unable to enter the match. 2010. No? Um, Nothing? I don't know. No, that's... He's no longer there? Axe Riley? No. I think you're... I don't know how you're going to get to this one. MVP. 
Nah. No, I don't think I would have gotten that. 7.1 seconds, 2007, number nine. Uh, in 2007, this man was an annoying little punk who nobody liked, and not a whole lot has changed. Hornswoggle? No. Entering at number 29 should have given him a huge advantage. Uh, the, uh, he sprinted down to the ring, right into the hands of the great Collie, who instantly dumped him over the rope. God, that sounds so much like Hornswoggle. Crown pleaser. And they finish up by saying, awesome. Miz? Yes, oh, Miz. That makes sense for the time. Yes, 99, seven seconds. Number eight, the creation of Vince McMahon to parody the then top superstar of a rival promotion. Cor- yes, Gilberg is correct. Thought you might get that one. Number seven, 2013, 4.5 seconds. Um, <laughs> they say he would have been a lot closer to number one except the hang time he got following a drop kick from Ziggler. So this was... Uh, this man had a fairly torrid time in the Rumble in general. In 95, under the guise of Papa Shango, he would last only a matter of seconds as well. Godfather? Correct. Okay. So Godfather and Goodfather made the list. It would either be that or comma. Number six, 1997, 4.1 seconds. If I remember correctly, he left commentary, went in, got eliminated, went right Baller. back. Yes. Is that what happened, right? Uh, and I think he like acted like it do. never happened, I think, too. That's, but, that sounds like him for sure. Uh, so 1991, number five, 3.9 seconds. So his cousin's already on the list. 91. That should help you narrow down the cousins. Sorry, what was the... He lasted 3.9 seconds and his cousin was already on this list. Hmm? What year? 91. Butch? Correct. Or so Not you... that Butch. Yeah. Uh, so then three and four, because it's tied, 1995, three seconds. Both of them... Um, so what happened here? One had the excuse that he was assaulted by his brother before entering the ring and being tossed out by British Bulldog. 95. 95. His brother and the Bulldog. The Blue Brothers? No. Huh? His brother and the British Bulldog. That's why I'm thinking the Blue Brothers. I know they're in that. No. His brother, who is super famous and is like affiliated with the Bulldog. Owen Hart, my oh. God, man, because you're not listening. You're like doing stuff on the internet while I'm asking questions. There was the o- Blue Brothers now. Only two left. 1989, two seconds. Um, unlucky to find himself entering the ring during one of Hulk Hogan's trademark Super Hulk streaks. He became one of five victims to be dumped out within the space of about 20 seconds. One of the poster boys for steroid usage, Warlord. I would suggest. Yes. I've seen that one. Uh, and number one, do you Santino. just happen to know who the fastest? Santino. Santino from yeah. when? Oh nine, correct. Uh, yeah, I know they tried to beat that with Titus in 2015, but then they kind of botched it. So yeah. then his wasn't fastest. He got his own moment though. He did get his own moment. Uh, okay, that wraps that up. We're gonna move back into talking about more wrestling from the week in a segment where we kind of cherry pick highlight and low light, I guess, stuff we watched. We call it high spots and rest holds. All right, so we'll start off Monday, which is Raw. So what do you have from Raw? I did not watch Raw. I did watch more than half of SmackDown this week, but I don't even remember what was on it. So Hmm. maybe I'll look that up while you tell me what was on Raw. Brief high spot was Rollins opened the show. Um, The promo was fine from what I saw, but I didn't see much. At least his situation forced him to rein back the wackier side of his character. Because, you know, the whole knee injury thing. Yes. He says he promised to bring the talent to Mania, and he will. But Gunther also came out 
before he said that, so I like that because makes me hope we could get like a title for title match at Mania in the vein of Hogan Warrior instead of getting Rollins Punk. <laughs> yeah, but that would be nice. That doesn't seem likely, but no, I'd love the, for them to face off for sure. Yeah. Um. Anything else? The last one was the wrestle, which was Punk and Cody segment. I saw most of that. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was amazing, but I, I didn't just, hate it. It's just because we don't like either of them much. I mean, I don't hate Cody, but just especially here annoyed me more. Um. I was never expecting to enjoy this interaction. The clips I saw didn't make me think otherwise. Punk, or sorry, Punk talked about um, how he didn't have a famous dad and his dad was a blue-collar electrician. So he, that makes him more of an American dream than Cody, yada, yada. Uh, Cody retorted talking fair. about the pipe bomb and says all the things that Punk said and the people he inspired the revolutions. He started blah, blah. He's more Punk than Punk, I think, was in there, right? He says Punk really left and dropped the torch and Cody was the one to pick up the torch, Which of I was course. Like, I, is that accurate? Is that a revision? That's a revision. Because I was, I was watching it going... Of all the people... You know me, I don't remember stuff. I don't so think like, Cody picked up the torch. Maybe. I think he kind of like picked up the ball and ran with it when he left WWE, but I think that's completely irrelevant to what Punk did. That was the one chunk I wasn't quite clear on. That Those two things feel completely irrelevant to one another. I agree. So that was dumb. Um, and everything Punk said in that pipe bomb, Cody did, so he's more of CM Punk than Punk, yeah. yada, yada. Um, Punk's promos always feel feel more preconceived to me. He feels like he's trying to come off the opposite, which I feel like you could agree. Like, he's always trying to feel like he's coming off, like, like on the edge. And he's, Mm -hmm. like, he's always speaking the truth, you know, telling when he's telling lies. But it always just feels, like, super premeditated and just phony. He feels like a phony. He's a phony. They both are phonies. phonies. They're Um, both phonies. Just an overwhelming distaste for him, of course. Cody's never been my favorite. We'd make fun of some of his promos on the regular. One in particular comes to mind. We've already talked about it it today. Yeah. (laughs) His delivery annoyed me more than usual when he talked about the pipe bomb. Pretty much all this irked me. Not a fan. Um, It was not good. Um, Looking at NXT, we start off with a recap of the Battle Royal, and I only mention it because you may have forgotten storylines or people that listen to us instead of watching so right so out of that royal rumble you basically have lola vice royal rumble whoa or sorry yeah women's whoa, 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 battle pal. royal sorry it's on my mind because we're getting to it so lola vice and Elector lopez split up blair davenport took out carmen petrovich so they'll have a match on nxt coming up here thea hale eliminate, eliminated ariana grace and then you had ren sinclair lasting to the top five so we'll see her again on this episode too her amazing ring gear uh and then finally roxy won the match and earns the vengeance day title shot in her old name again huh so yeah, this show will, the crowd still does, I think sometimes. So this show will main event with a contract signing, which is always my awesome. favorite thing, but we'll see when we get there. So the opening match I thought was a really good match. I went into a bit of detail on this one more than some of the others. Uh, it was the semifinal in the Dusty Roads Classic and it's Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin taken on Axiom and Nathan Fraser. Are they so, doing the other semifinal next week, I think? Or? I think so, yeah. Okay. So this is that contrast of styles, right, that you I really enjoy. So before the bell even rings, a little surprise from the babyface because they attack uh, the heels here and they stay in control for a while, including a little stint on the floor. I noticed Breaker is wearing one of his more colorful babyface attires again. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's wearing his old because he is distancing is. from the super evil guy right now. The meaner, Sutter, meaner than suddenly. evil, right? So the faces carry that momentum after the bell rings and the match officially starts. But then Corbin eventually catches Axiom on the floor, power bombs him through a table while Braun in the ring immediately after. Catches a high cross body attempt from Fraser and hits a world's strongest slam on him. Then you have, uh, what are they called? Wolf Dog? Wolf Dog are in control for a while yeah. after that. 
We get a back suplex into a cutter by Braun. So it's like a back suplex lift and then into it. I a, saw that. That was actually cool. kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Fraser gets his chance to dominate both heels here, including a high cross to the floor. Consecutive splashes by the faces, but Braun still manages to kick out. Uh, we get a double submission broken as uh, Braun powers out, power bombs Axiom onto the other two. And we get a deep six. Death Valley Driver, Brain Buster in succession by Corbin. It's a pretty cool sequence. I, he seems to be adding that as part of his repertoire now. Avalanche, Spanish Fly, and then a Phoenix Splash. But Corbin breaks up that pinfall. That was a little a cool spot there. End of days to Axiom. Super kick to Fraser to take out... Or sorry, um, by Fraser to take out Corbin. But then a immediate spear by Braun to Fraser that, as you said, Fraser takes that really well. Yeah, he seems to get some sort of whiplash on Like, I don't know... Braun Spear is genuinely one of the best going right now, it is. but like I think Fraser, Fraser sells it just, like it's cutting him in half. Fraser just takes it really well. He does. Yeah. So he definitely like Fraser just credit for like plussing that up. He does. Sure. Uh so Braun and Corbin win after 12 minutes. They'll advance to the finals. I thought this was a really good match. Everybody got a chance to showcase a tiny slow portion with Fraser and Corbin near the beginning, but the rest I thought was pretty action-packed. Um Fraser and Axiom got a lot here, despite like looking undersized and overmatched. And this is what you can do, right? They're small and fast. They have advantages. You can still present them and have them look strong. Sure. Even though they didn't win here. Um, and br- it's like the story is Braun and Corbin are like just cohesive enough um, that their talent allows to them get to by, get by, yeah. right? So uh, good start to the show. And what do you think of Axiom and Fraser as a, just a tag team? I think team that would really work as a going team if forward. they want to keep doing that. I think, I think so too. Just, and like a believable babyface tag team. Really good combination, yeah. I agree. It's just one of those things that on paper just makes sense and... As long as you execute it well. And so next we get um, good old Briggs. Why can't I remember his first name? Josh. So he's been motivated by the great and ever helpful and caring and selfless JBL. caring, uplifting, noble spirit. Yeah, just, yeah. Cares too much if his is only flaw. JBL. So Briggs is fired up now and he approaches Dragunov backstage. Briggs accuses Dragunov of giving Trick that match at Vengeance Day as a way to have an easier match since Trick will be pulling double duty. Like, again, he's on board with the you're working Trick sort of thing. Um, Things get kind of tense. Trick steps in to keep Ilya healthy ahead of the match, right? He wants to face Ilya at 100%. So Briggs tells Trick that Trick can't tell him what to do and that Trick will just hop back into Melo's back pocket after Vengeance Day because Dragunov's going to beat Trick. And that's why Briggs is here to talk to the guy that will still be the champ after Vengeance Day. And so obviously Trick then uh, challenges Briggs to a match tonight. So as funny as I thought it was that they used JBL as like this selfless mentor for Briggs, I think this is a step in the right direction for Briggs and his like evolution a little bit here. He yeah. sounded confident with just enough attitude, as right? As long as he gets away from that country brawler stick because that was super lame. I, I think he kind of is. Um, yeah. So I think he's kind of more subtly doing what they're trying to do with Roxanne that's bugging me. Right, is that she's now edgy and not taking any crap from anyone, but she's right. annoying me with it. Whereas Briggs is dialing it back a little more subtle, right? Um, so I, I liked what he was doing here so far. We then get uh, what's her name, Ren Sinclair. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, FK. So she's Maddie like Rankowski. hyping herself up in the locker room about her match tonight. Uh, and Fallon Henley walks in, and Fallon asks if she's okay. Ren says she's nervous about her first singles match. She said she's trying to make friends. And not too many enemies. Fallon says that she should take a breath and it isn't easy to be the new girl, but she's already off to a great start by eliminating Lash from the Battle Royal last week. Uh, Ren sort of self-high fives and then runs off. 
She's doing a decent job of being anxious and nervous, but I liked Henley's speaking segment last week, right? This one, I thought it was like a what regression. Was last week again? I can't even remember. I remember being like, this was her fav- my favorite thing that she'd done, I think, right? Um, I don't remember the specifics, but I thought this was a bit of a regression. Then we get the big news. We buried the lead this week. Ava walks out of a meeting with Shawn Michaels, and so does William Regal. Making I his... mean, I'm glad to see him back. At for, least it's, for sure. it's acknowledged he's there. I don't like the role he plays here, but... Um, so Regal says that Ava is officially now the youngest GM in WWE history and Why? tells her to look after NXT for him. Why couldn't it just be Regal again? Well, because they like, he's going to go main like, roster and she needs to do something. What? He's not going to do the anything. Biggest he's nepotism. not going to do anything. But like Regal's my favorite GM. He's the best babyface GM. Of all time. Ever. I think he's just best GM. Bar none. He's just, he just works in any capacity. And I, I love him as a general manager. So... Uh, this is strange to me, and also, uh, she sucks. She does. Uh, he says, tells her it's a thankless job with long hours, egos to juggle, and hard decisions to make, but she can do it, and that his phone is always on if she needs him. So as much as I don't want this, and I don't think Ava's done a good job so far, I understand, right? They, This is The Rock's kid, and they need to do whatever they can to develop her, and since she's I guess there's that, clearly right? nowhere near ready to be in the ring... This is the next best thing, I guess. Like, I hope she can find a voice, and I'm sure they do too, and a character in this role. But as someone who watches this show every week, I'm not super optimistic. (laughs) Yeah, and they're just trying like really hard with that. And And if she's not The Rock's kid, she's not on TV right now. She's getting more seasoning, doing whatever they do. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Lash, Legend, Ren Sinclair. Ren's obviously trying to avoid the powerhouse, does at times. Jackson gets involved but gets knocked off the apron. We get a lash power bomb and it's over in three minutes. Hen- and then Henley comes out to help fight off Lash after the match. So it's this Ren, Fallon, Henley, I guess, union that we're getting. Nothing glaringly awful. I put that's not nice. Other than Ren's ring gear, it's, that oh, it's same, so bad. It the I same hated gear. it. Yeah, I saw it last week. It's horrible. And Lash didn't look amazing here, but again, they've made the decision to have her work a bit slower and hit power spots and that definitely suits her with her physical stature. She just needs to keep it simple. It's still not great, but it wasn't offensive. Earlier today, Out the Mud, OTM, went to the family's restaurant that we always do family segments in, but the family weren't there. Uh, I think the point is Adriana Rizzo's knocked out. It looks like there's broken dishes on the ground. So they're harassing a server and telling him to tell the family that they're looking for him, I guess. And my only pr- plus here was Rizzo didn't speak because I know you loved her speaking. She made the other two look worse. Yeah. And because she was so bad. So this was just kind of filler, I guess, in this angle with OTM and the family that I'm honestly hoping OTM come out of it because I've seen if the family. nothing else. I've seen what the yeah. family has to offer and I like stacks. I, mean, I don't mind either of them, but like the gimmick they're saddled with is saddled with is a good way. Is to not it, good for sure. Elector Lopez, sporting the new look, angrily walks into the uh, what's it called the whatever that building is, the CWC. The yeah, well, I think I thought Capital the, Wrestling yeah, Center. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I is that where they're they not in the the uh, performance center anymore? Right? And so. asks a crew member where Lola Vice is, and that tell he doesn't know. So she says, when you see her, she should tell her they're looking for her. She did look pissed off, so good for her, I guess. Dijak, <laughs> so Joe Gacy. Uh, they brawl before the bell rings. Gacy hits Dijak with a chair. Dijak hits a discus boot, sends Gacy through the wall. Uh, Gacy crawls out smiling, attacks Dijak, only for Dijak to hit a Uranagi to him through the announce table. 
And so the match doesn't happen, but I thought this is how you build matches with Dijak, right? Don't let him speak. Let him just hit some big moves. These guys like hit big stuff on each other. Um, and it got the crowd gets to see a couple cool spots. We get more heat generated. Yeah, so can, he has some solid stuff. And I assume this is going to be some sort of stipulation match, right? After this interaction, it, would, it has to be something. Right? It would seem for the pay per view. I would guess weird. the pay per view is not doesn't look the best no. but both of these guys are experienced wrestlers right so there's a chance this match could be good and yeah. it, honestly this did help generate some interest for me so i thought it was a an effective segment um ariana grace is backstage practicing a speech in the empty locker room after everyone vanished in the locker room last week to leave her alone uh lopez comes in looking for lola vice lopez walks away while grace says that some people have no social graces get it nah. see what she did there Fun. um and i thought Honestly, when you are a developmental show and you want people to speak, but maybe not too much, having somebody walking around looking for somebody and running into people who can say a sentence or two. It's a good way to go about right, it. Right, to get a tiny bit of experience yeah, without yeah. doing too much, I thought makes sense. It's not bad. Lexus King's walking and talking backstage on his own, saying that Trey Bearhill better be grateful for the spotlight he's going to put on Trey tonight. And I think I'm disliking his character less recently. Or I think That's I'm progress. Or I think I'm starting to dislike him for the right reasons, I guess, a little bit, because he's like this irritating, get under your skin, I'm getting you exposure kind of guy. It's progress. Yes, I think so. In ring, maybe a little different. <laughs> yeah, but. there's always room to improve. So over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this, um, Robert Stone, Mr. Stone, took Vaughn Wagner back to his college football stadium. Don't see this, don't want to see it. To tr- it's kind of funny, and I'll tell you why, because Stone's two little kids come back as the trainers <laughs> and they're like they give me like um i'm not saying they're good actors but they give me like uh home alone vibes mm. that kid like was he a really good actor no but like was he super entertaining you know what i mean so they're kind of funny in yeah. it so he's running up and down the steps and doing sit-ups and pressing the kids over his head right training uh throws a football and hits stone in the head ha 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 dar's face on a tackling dummy vaughn aggressively attacks it so Kind of silly segment, but I don't mind it. This is kind of Vaughn's niche now, and it's working a little bit. Uh, still not thrilled with him being in the Heritage Cup scene, but... Yeah, I, that's really not... Amusing good. segment. And I think they're... I could see Vaughn on main roster doing some of this, taking Stone with him and doing silly bits like this. But anyway, ain't ready for that. We then get Lexus King taking on Trey Bearhill. Bearhill already in the ring. That's Lucky the, guy. At least he doesn't have to play that drum again. It's uh he he yells really loud and hits really basic stuff. He dominates like ninety percent of the match. Two kicks, clothesline to the back of the head, coronation from Lexus King, who wins after two minutes and thirty seconds. Bear Hill feels like an eighties jobber to me, where they're like big, not really in shape, basic gimmick, limited in the ring, and then like King continues to do this like sell for a whole bunch and then barely win. But again, if he starts bragging about being a winner and stuff. And he's like barely winning. That that's like kind of like okay Dom, with, Dom or something. That's kind of okay with yeah. me. So we'll see where it goes. He's not great in the ring either, but uh, it's kind of grown up. Dom's all right. Yeah. No, I'm saying King's not great in the ring. Oh. He's pretty basic. Yeah. Trick and Mello backstage to further their story. Um, Me- Mello says he's been studying LWO matches, but Trick hasn't. Mello doesn't understand why Trick helped Dragunov earlier and sort of echoes Briggs' sentiments that Dragunov's playing Trick, right? He spells it out for him, sort of explains, like, listen, you know, 
he gets you to have a match before he, so you're not at 100%. You're worried about him being at 100%, and he's doing things to make sure right. you're not at 100%, um, which kind of makes sense, right, in, can, from one it perspective. It could be feasible. Yes. Um, but then he kind of ends up with complimenting, saying, because Dragunov knows you're a threat, this is why he's doing this, right? So um, Trick says he wants to face Briggs by himself tonight. Mello agrees, of course. So I thought another solid segment, again, with that hint of Mello... I think the point here is he's taking the time to prepare for LWO, right? And Trick, it's not his main focus. And I think that's what they're sprinkling in right. here again. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Supernova Sessions, uh, Noam and Mensa, Oro Mensa, quickly mock Vaughn's training methods. And I don't then bring... know how I can hear him screaming from upstairs. I know, I can hear him too. That's, I don't think it'll pick up on the should not mics, be possible. <laughs> two no, floors just... above us. Uh, so he brings out Lola Vice as their guest. And he asks her if she had always planned to turn on Electra Lopez as she did at the battle royal last week lola says that there was always an expiration date the moment the two of them teamed up that lopez saw a rising star and latched onto her and that basically she's nothing more than a leech and lola was sick of carrying her dead weight she regrets nothing she doesn't regress all the fans watching her every move the women backstage being jealous of her or anything else um Elector says she sacrificed everything to be here because she comes out i guess la madrina is real uh, while Lola got here by shaking her ass on Instagram, I thought she had some pretty good shots here at Lola Vice. One minute Vice is auditioning for a Lifetime movie, and then she's a wannabe MMA fighter shadow boxing in a bikini, and that Lola Vice is a phony. Lopez says she doesn't want to wait until next week. She's burning Vice City down now. Ooh, reference. She tackles Lola across the couch. Officials come out to break them up. I thought Lola Vice sounded pretty rough. She has charisma. Longer speaking segments lately have not been very convincing, but ahead of her main roster call-up, it looks like I thought this was the best Electra Lopez. And she had a new look that I thought she looked a lot cooler. I just think I saw her. I just don't remember what it looked like. Yeah, we saw it together. She sounded as good as she has here. Um, and I don't think the match between them will be very good because neither of them... I think Vice has a lot of potential, don't get me wrong, but I don't think the match right now will be great. Um, and, and I said even before I saw that they seem to be presenting Lopez as a babyface all of a sudden off this breakup, which she carried to main roster, right? No. Is she heel? heel? Oh, sorry. So she flipped back. Interesting. That's even weirder. It does not make sense. The family are in a car and they're mad at OTM for what they did earlier. There you go. That's that recap. That's good, eh? Chase U. Uh, this is kind of funny because all their classroom stuff is being repossessed and like taken out as they're talking. So like the desks and the whiteboards and everything. So Riley Osborne apologizes and says that uh, his time here was short at Chase U, but he loved it. Chase says it's all his fault. Duke says that li he's kind of like, listen, it's all just material possessions. We can replace it all. And then they start to like take his uh, MVP trophy and he gets really upset quickly. Um, and he says without the trophy or Chase U, he'll spiral really quickly. Chase says everything again. <laughs> Chase says everything uh, um, he worked so hard for is gone. He has nothing left. And then someone tries to take the podium and he yells at the guy. Duke stops him and they even take the podium. Um, Chase said that they had a good run, but next week they officially say their goodbyes. They look over the empty room and Chase says class dismissed before turning out the lights. JC. So do gonna... you think it's gone? No, JC reveals her thing next week and they're saved. Is that what you think or you know? Um, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, so I feel like that's what has to happen. I, it does. It feels like too abrupt an end. And yes, we well, still it's just like it's like oh, we're done. We're and at the calendar like, or whatever it is that you're predicting, right? That's they can't just like not that. do something with that. Yeah, no, it's like there's this sure 
her plan is in the progress of coming through. Yes. Um, and as this is all happening. And then I'm wondering if OTM and the family are still somehow tangled up in this too. I don't know. Perhaps. I guess we'll see. Hopefully not. We get Dragon Lee taken on scripts. Uh, Dragon Lee dominates early despite some flips by scripts. One out to the floor, one in the ring. And listen, say what you will about scripts. The dude can do crazy athletic stuff. He's but... just not good at anything else. Right. You can't wrestle and you can't talk. Right. Um, I don't know. Prince gets on the apron at one point. Scripps ends up taking a high knee before catching Lee with a Spanish fly. Family's music hits. They come out, out the mud, and the family brawl on the floor. Lee hits Destino. Oh, yeah, the Operation Dragon. Correct. For the win in about six minutes. Oba Femi, who's standing and watching, confuses me here. Because remember last week, he was basically like sounding like a heel and being like, I'm not taking the match because you he want. Said, he said he would think about it, though. So, and it sounded healy, though. Like it he did. Was, no, it did. And now he's like, I'll see you at Vengeance Day to Dragon Lee. So he's Because like, you beat scripts. Right. So like, that was metal. The, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, I was considering it. And then you, you just, beat You scripts. went and beat scripts. So you and know what? You proved yourself. Uh, maybe it's more like you were competitive with scripts. This will be easy. <laughs> and it is a heel move, right? Because you, <laughs> I would got love to, That's how you. I would look at it, right? Uh, they probably not. Though. Scripps got the better of you temporarily. You know, we we can, we can have a match. So Anafi and Blade are backstage, and they're upset. They lost in the first round of the Dusty Cup, and one of them was complaining about like, oh, it was Anafi. He got gear that looked like Dusty Rhodes made for one week for like no reason, basically. Um, so Bryn, what's her name? Brinley something. Isn't it Reese? Yes, thank you. Walks in and she's, of course, super upbeat and positive. Says you only lose if you don't learn. And they you need to dig up the positives in every match. You she, only use if you don't learn. That's teacher lingo right there. She says she wrote in her wellness journal and worked out tons. And she's ready for whatever's next. <laughs> wellness journal is horrible. I, I, but it's, I mean, I think it's funny. But I know, that's, right? That's a horrible thing. Oh, God. Anafe says he's sorry, but they just can't catch a break. They don't need journals or positivity. They need some luck. Uh, Brindley says they're going to write out five things they liked about the match and five things they didn't. And then she kind of slaps Anafe on the chest and leaves. So you have to write 10 things about your short NXT match. And then Anafe's like, well, you know, at this point, we should try anything, I guess. So I guess they're going to do it. And we'll circle back around to this. That's a fun story. So weird combination. I'm willing to give it a try. Brindley is... The opposite of Grace in terms of sincerity, like like she's kind of like the old Bailey, like super positive, yeah, yeah something like character that. like yeah, that. Yeah. She's doing a good job with what she's been given. Uh, Lyra, Valkyria, and Tatum Paxley backstage. Lyra is basically like trying to let Paxley down easy, saying like they their teaming last week was a one time thing, and Paxley's like completely understands everything's fine. Uh, Lyra walks out, and then pa- like Paxley kind of creepily says, "We're absolutely on the same page." I think she thinks Lyra was like giving her some implicit message that she received. Like, or like tough love or like or playing hard to get or something. Right. She's saying this, but this is what she really wants me to do. I can tell. Yeah, one she's of those things. Nuts, right? So I guess. I, I am nuts. finding it kind of interesting and I hate to say it, but I think Paxley's outperforming Lyra in some of these scripted bits. Um Petrovich, Blair Davenport from the Battle Royal last week. Extended Did flurry she get stabbed? from Petrovich, Falcon Arrow, Kamagoya, and it's over in three Kamagoya. minutes. I thought Davenport's stuff looks snug here, uh, and Petrovich looked better than she has so far. Even some of her kicks looked pretty good, actually. And she got more, um, she got a lot in the middle of this match. But, yeah, I mean, it was only three minutes, so nobody got much, but it happened. She got like a minute and a half. She, she might have. Kelly talks to Ridge Holland about how mean Gallus were to him, and then they attacked him. That so, so lame. Could you 
I want to drill down in this and make this make sense to me. So Gallus said that he has no friends. Which he doesn't. Okay, so then Kelly's like, why didn't you go ask for help? And Holland says, I didn't want to ask for help because that would prove Gallus right. So they say you have no friends, but you asking, getting friends to help you would prove them right? So didn't so, he already prove them right by not getting friends? Right. So didn't actually he prove them right by doing what he did, not not do yeah, you know by I mean? like doing so, what he did, and like he ditched Butch and Shames. How gone, does like, finding people to help you? Wouldn't that, that prove them wrong? Yeah. So other like he sounded okay, but I was like, what? What? Wait a minute. What? So anyways, that's not Englishing. He's here to stand on his own two feet and get redemption. So he'll take Gallus on by himself. I feel like Gallus is being like de pushed. And he's going to be like the gatekeepers. To... I swear to God, if they bring back Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn for this, I'm going to be annoyed. Maybe it's the a whole deep... thing is that Pete Dunn gets away from the Brawling Brutes right. forever. It could be a deep pushing before they move up as a group too, right? Like, yeah. oh, they're going to be up in the uh, after the after Monday after the Rumble, so yeah, why not? something like that. Right? Uh, or whatever. Which I think is where Braun might end up, but we'll see. I think, yeah. I was thinking like, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but yeah, I don't true. think Mello could. So we then get Briggs and Trick in a match with Dragunov on commentary. Briggs starts out fast, looks aggressive. He's yelling at Dragunov on commentary as well as he works on Trick in the corner. Trick turns the tide with his nice drop kick. One of the better things he does, I think. Low bar. Briggs gets in, co uh, in control again with a big choke slam. Trick ends up on the floor. Ilya implores him to get up. He's like, come on, if you want to fight for the championship, you got to fight through like he's motivating Trick throughout this match. Trick tries to fight back, but Briggs hits a boss man slam. Trick takes over with some mediocre sidekicks and a flapjack. Uh, and I'm not sure, like, Ilya's really selling hard, like he's worried about this match or anxious about Trick winning. I don't quite get why he cares so much. I guess it's the point he's the honorable champion and he wants to face Trick. I guess. And they're trying to, and then you've got heels trying to be like, no, no, he's dishonorable and he's trying to mess with you, I guess. Could be um, a facade, I guess, in theory. I guess. Trick back on the floor. Dragunov, again, is there trying to motivate him. Trick dodges a running boot that absolutely drills Dragunov. It looked awesome and sends him flying over the announce table. And then Briggs turns around from that right into the discus boot from Trick that also looked pretty good. And then they get back in the ring. Uh, Dragunov is now fired up, obviously. So he climbs up on the apron. And Melo, despite saying he wouldn't come out, comes out of nowhere to stop Dragunov. I did see that. Trick goes up top. And you're like, oh, no, is he going to cost Trick the win? Because he comes off the ropes into a goozle from um, Briggs. But goozle. he counters it into a roll-up and ends up winning in just under eight minutes. So Melo did not cost him the match. Decent length. Briggs immediately then hits Trick with his finishing clothesline, which I thought was a nice touch, and then just walks away. And it's kind of like Melo doesn't do anything about it either. You could read into that as well, right? right? You could, so, yeah. You could uh, also, he could also defend it was too quick to do anything. Right. Like, oh, I didn't even, you know... Um, and then, honestly, Trick and Mello bicker for a second, and Trick kind of gently shoves Mello away. So kind of like a little bit of contact here. I think it might be coming to a head at Vengeance Day. I could um, see that happening, yeah. I was more impressed with Briggs here, and I think he really has potential to, in NXT especially, because his size is more of a factor there, right? He seems bigger compared to the yeah, average. Yeah, he's going to stand out a little more. So I think... Um, this aggressive like ass kicker now is is working and that jbl is just a wise wise mentor he's a kind old so, lad so selfless selfless in a word you look know? at this guy really helping out the next he's generation great. you know just helping out everybody 
Thea Hale laments the death of Chase U, but JC tells her it's not over. So I think you're right. It's yep. not going to be over. Lexus King comes out and is kind of creepy and is like, if you need a shoulder to cry on sort of thing. For them. Yeah. And uh, then re- referencing how he's a winner or something if they want to like hook up with a winner sort of thing. <laughs> Riley Osborne to the rescue. I put in brackets since women can't handle themselves, obviously. Thea Hale actually calls him a hero. And Riley's like, do you want to meet privately later or something? Obviously, Thea's super hyped about it. And JC Jane reminds her that she's a grown-ass woman. So badass JC Jane and Thea Hale need a man to step in. I put like... Are they grown-ass women? Because from what we I've heard every week, they don't seem like... No. That. But I put, tell me NXT is written by men without telling me it's written by men. <laughs> right? Like, even the, even the dangerous ones need... The maybe, support. Cer- maybe certain men will be gone though hopefully uh, yes hopefully uh no quarter catch crew because i just put nqcc so go. that's pretty that's pretty good for got me it. you got it they get to another vignette here so they're putting some time into these guys they sacrifice it it's so all four of them speak and one of them speaks much much less i'll let you guess as to which one that might be definitely drew gulak <laughs> so they put sacrifice or sorry they sacrifice and it binds the four of them four men uniting as one for athletic purity and not entertainment was an interesting choice of words uh they need no acknowledgement they rejoice in their devotion to the sport catch so they're putting a catch clause in effect did you hear what that was for all of their matches it means they decide who com- who of their group. Like you take a match against the whole group, and they decide who you're facing. That's kind of interesting. So not That's quite cool freebird rules, but you know what? But yeah, I that's kinda, an interesting thing to have. I kind of like. They kind of sound like uh, Blackpool Light to me. As long as you follow through, because again, these guys are. They kind of did that with Dragon Lee, didn't they? Yeah, these guys, these guys are like mid carters at best that don't win a lot. So if you want to follow through on this, fine. Because we need to sort of build yeah. them up. But I like the idea too. Like you have to accept the match and we decide who you get. Yeah, I kind of like that. They so, just feel like kind of like Blackpool, but different. Yeah. But like something along that kind of group. Yeah. Dollar and store Blackpool for dollar now. Blackpool for now. And I like wanted. Dempsey a lot. So I hope that they can. Yeah, but I love Blackpool. So the guy whose name I can't remember barely Osborne. spoke. Yeah, he. And you know I me, feel man. bad because I, I know I it's do not feel bad. It's entirely his can fault, help. but like it's aggressive. it'll come up in the worst of honestly. It's aggressive because like I think it's partially because he's inexperienced and partially just because he has some sort of speaking. A very issue. very pronounced. And I feel bad for that. I don't want to hate on that, but no, it's, I agree. It's kind of the elephant in the room. It if is. I'm being honest. It is. Um, back to Trick and Mello. They are now arguing backstage as Mello's still trying to convince Trick that Ilya's uh, sort of coming for him. Trick disagrees and is like, no, Dragunov's straight up. Like, he's an honorable dude. Mello insists that Dragunov is messing with Trick because he knows he can't beat Trick straight up. Um, well Mello, well I like this. Mello was, like, getting more fired up and animated at the last little bit, really trying to convince Trick that he's... I'm really trying to look out for you, right? Like, this guy is mm-hmm. not what you think he is, and I'm trying to support you. And they're just slow rolling this story, and I continue to like it, right? So um, I think it's coming to a head, but it's been it's been good for the like what I've like ninety percent of this super super slow story. So good I mean, for them. props to them for doing a slow burn. Yes, because they don't most of the time. No main event is Ava to the ring, um, and she calls out Roxanne right. Perez, our, our esteemed general manager. She How didn't say a lot here, which I thought was a smart choice. So Lyra Valkyria, Roxanne Perez, sitting down at a table. That matters. I have to mention that. Um, Sitting on a table. Okay. Yeah. They start out respectful oh, and complimentary of each other. It's a contract signing, so tables. They're Yeah. They're both basically baby faces here, right? Wait, I did see the table spot. Right. I did see it. Which I have a problem with and not a problem with. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So 
starts out respectful. They're both babyface or they are or babyface adjacent. I don't know baby where babyface and fury babyface. Okay, this is very clear. I don't yes. know why you're not understanding. Edgy baby. One, one of them edgy. is fury and edgy, and one of them is bird. So then Perez basically says that a year ago she was in the same place as Lyra, and that she's had to scratch and claw her way back to a title that she never lost. Fair. Wait. Yes, she did. She lost in a ladder match. I mean, like... She didn't... But she wasn't the champ then. Yes, she was. Was she? It was... Okay, so remember, but like... she went out with that injury thing. But she came back for the match, remember? Oh, okay. It was like they did the whole thing, and, like, they are like... So she was never a ladder pinned, match. Which, or, it, that's what she means to say, right. yeah. But never losing it to me is, like, Indy Hartwell never lost right. it. That's true. That's Oscar what I'm never thinking. lost it. Oscar never lost it, right? Something like that. So yep. when I, like... So, but, I, but if she's leaning Healy, that's kind of a nice... Yeah, false it works equation. If, she, if she's false a heel, equivalency, but, whatever the but word she, is. But she's not. She's just uh, edgy. She's edgy. Like JC Jane, but babyface. Lyra says Roxanne had a good run, but Lyra has replaced her. She points out Perez's new edginess, which I liked. Again, confront it, right? And tells her, bring all that edginess to Vengeance Day, right? Bring your whatever, your highest form of yourself. Uh, Roxanne says she's being where Lyra is right now. And when, so this is the mind games I kind of liked. When Lyra loses, that's when the questions will start. She asks if Lyra will be able to rebuild herself after Roxanne beats her or if she will crumble. And she sort of stands up to take a more aggressive posture for this. Lyra suggests that after Vengeance Day, Roxanne will stay behind her. They get nose to nose. Ava interrupts to sort of get cooler heads to prevail, gets them to sign the contract. They do. They end up staring down as Ava is like, Ava officially announces the match. They kind of shake hands. Lyra holds up the title. Lyra starts heading up the ramp. Um, and Paxley crawls out from under the table. They didn't notice her. Under <laughs> That's my only problem. Like if you and I are sitting here right now and someone's under this table, even if the table's double the size, I feel like one of us would notice. Yeah. I said, why not under the ring instead? That's what I thought it was going to be when you said under. And I was and like... Wouldn't you notice when you're setting up like the contract signing if you're Ava or whoever? Wouldn't right. you know like someone showed right. us if not the under people the sitting. ring problem solved. Yeah, if not the people sitting at the table, someone like organizing this conspiracy it. runs deep to get Paxley. That's what we're saying. It's not just Paxley. It's There's another systemic issue, correct. right? It's Ava's corrupt, correct, and we Regal is corrupt, and they're correct. all it's all messed all the up. way to the top, all the way to the top. Um. So Spinebuster, Roxanne through the table. Lyra it comes out and isn't really happy. Try, I think she tried to help um, Perez up and Perez wasn't having it. Anyways, I thought this was a really good contract signing that didn't end up with the two competitors brawling in a pull apart, right? This was... Um, I Still at the table spot though, because you think have to. You have to. This is how you should be presenting Roxanne's edginess. She was a little more subdued and just like calmly explaining things, kind of similar to the way I was praising Briggs for doing earlier. She's doing here, which I think is a lot better than her just running around screaming and yelling, right? To show off that she's edgy. Um, Lyra showed a bit of fire here too, and it did add heat to this match for me. Paxley is unhinged and will do anything to protect Lyra and thinks that to the point she's like misinterpreting unless... You want to turn Lyra heel and be like, I was actually getting her to do this. That would be cool. Lyra as a heel would be cool. But anyways, um, I thought this was a strong finish to the show. Mm, I guess it's TNA time. Watched it all. Won't talk about it all. And correction from last week when I listened back, uh, when I talked about the pay-per-view, I said that 
uh, Shelly retained. And I did later say Moose was the champion, but I don't know why I said Shelly. He did not. He, he did lost. Not. Um, Kevin Knight versus Chris Bay in the opener. And if Knight is actually under contract with TNA, they need to start using this guy. He is X-Division. a crazy athlete. His leaping ability, he had an anti-air. Very similar. Anti-air drop kick. He also jumped over a clothesline attempt. That was his way to avoid the clothesline. He just jumped over his arm which is pretty That's crazy. Something. I've enjoyed all of his recent recent matches, including this one. Exactly the type of talent I would build on in TNA. These guys got a lot done in eight minutes. Bay won with the Art of Finesse, but Knight got to showcase a lot. Fun opener. Um, then the Grizzled Young Veterans, which I'm super happy with their presentation too. They immediately come out and attack ABC after the match. They take out Bay and Ace with signatures. Gibson yells in their face as he does so I well. I really want them somewhere better. And it's straight to the top for them. Um, and they got a promo segment later I'll talk about now. Basically, they don't wait in line. They've conquered all of Europe. Uh, they, Santino comes in. They argue with him. ABC come in and want to fight. So did you hear what we're getting out of this? Mm. Santino sets up a two out of three series for the titles. So straight into a title series for GYV, which is awesome. And like I'll watch those. aggressive heel shenanigans as well, which is really good. I'll, that, I'll watch them. I, yep. lo I love them. Okay, cool. Uh, I've been super happy with the way they're presented right now. We then get Ash by Elegance vignette with the voiceover. I'm not going to lie. I laughed at this. The voiceover was so good. It was like all meaningless metaphors and like word salads about how great, but none of them really mean anything. Because um, she sucks. And it's just her posing in a bikini as the voiceover is going. And I thought it was funny. I don't know if the intent was it to be funny in that way or not. But I thought it was pretty good comedy. I don't want to see her wrestle, but I thought it was funny. Top Doll, I just mentioned because he's backstage talking to Swan, trying to offer him help. I think Swan has a match with Joe Hendry. Hendry and On Explosion. They're bringing back. Right. That so Doll is like, I, know I can help you. Swan I think declines. that's on Tuesdays on YouTube. It's on Fridays for the TNA Plus whatever, but yeah. you can wait and watch on YouTube. No, thanks. Saw. Pass. Polite pass. No. Um, Dalla sounds good, but I don't want to see him in the ring. So I, he could be a manager, mouthpiece, no. I think. He's just bad. Anyways, um, Prudius and Dango squashed local jobbers. I oh, think, I forgot about him. I think they're just trying to build them as like a tag team, I guess. Fine. Just be fodder and low card. You got to have teams, right? So whatever. And then just note, it's really weird seeing Okada in TNA. There's a segment with MG, uh, sorry, Motor City Machine Guns talking ahead of the main event. And I was like, he can't actually sign there, can he? I doubt it. Trinity Jordan Grace had the rematch. Grace won a pretty good eight-minute match where she counters the Star Truck, Starstruck story into a pinfall. Not as good as their pay-per-view match, which I thought was really good, but a good TV match. Um, they seem to have good chemistry. Result was never in doubt because Trinity's on her way out, right? And maybe that this was her last match. Yeah. I don't know. After the oh, she might be a good surprise. She's on entry. my list. Damn, well, Damn I it. Might, I, yeah, well, it's not even like you said. I just that occurred to me just now. Now that I have like, well, because I've already picked three, should we do a separate thing for call-ups or no? No, just, well, yeah, we can. After the match, they shake hands, uh, but okay, they get I'm jumped by Savannah Evans and Jay Vidal. So Trinity and Grace fight them off. Giselle Shaw comes out, hits each of them with her ultimate X, X and then hits the denouement on Trinity. And I like the attack by the heels. I like Giselle Shaw. And if she's got that X and a title shot, let's use her. The system... Just in general, they are a cold group, but a major focus. So that isn't cool for me. Honor no more. And where D'Angelo Williams go? I'm going to ask. I'm like, I feel like you. I'm asking every week. How does he show up on Hard to Kill and then psh, gone, vanished? That's what I'm saying. Like, where Tyler Rust go? Still don't know. Can you guess who's getting a regular talk show segment? 
called Eddie Edwards. Called Soundcheck. No. Matt Cardona. No. Okay, but that sounds like something he would it do. It does. Soundcheck. What soundcheck sounds is related so familiar. to his gimmick? I think right now because I think he's doing like I'm a rock star. Soundcheck dude. sounds so familiar though. It's an X Division guy, or who I would put in X Division from AEW, but he's been in TNA a while now. Angels. Yeah. Why is he? So he's bas- soundcheck sounds familiar though. He's basically begging Josh Alexander to be his first guest, and Alexander reluctantly agrees. I think we get that next week, so we'll see. Um, Nick Nemeth. I didn't know Nick was with no. It's just NIC. Eh? Did you know that? It, yeah, NIC, no, Nick Nemeth. That. He and Wentz had a pretty good eight-minute match to give Nemeth, I guess, a quality win. I saw win. something that didn't really connect. I there was. was. So do you know what his finisher is called? The zigzag is now the danger zone. Oh, that's so stupid. So he won with the danger. It's better than like the Nemeth driver or the, you know, yeah, it's you, bad, but it could be worse. I guess but it kind of gives me Operation Dragon vibes. So th- it does. This match was fun, but... My question is, is this too competitive for the, quote, biggest signing ever to have a competitive match with a lifelong tag team guy? Yeah. Not that Wentz isn't good, because he is. Wentz is fine. But the message Aside is... from, you know, the... The, the biggest signing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, Macklin viciously attacks Nemeth after, but takes a danger zone as well. Maybe it's biggest signing ever in new TNA, because technically, that could be true. True. Care to guess who Crazy Steve's next opponent's going to be that I'm not thrilled about? Think of someone really old who I don't... Holy Ray. No. Vint proper era. Very good. Rhino. Correct. So there's a little vignette there. Uh, I saw a bit of his interview with uh, Van Vliet, and he was like, have you like not aged in the last 20 years? I'm like, huh? What? Disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree, sir. Thank you. Uh, Decay is annoying as ever. Um, they're resurrected just in time, back to the roots, undead nonsense stuff, and... Like for me, this was the hope type of stuff I was hoping would go away after nope. the rebrand. Rebrand, sorry, I don't. Rebound. And maybe this was happening in TNA, but I was hoping they would be like, "This isn't good. Let's get rid of it." But it's just so bad that it like kind of hurts their opponents by association. Tony Storm, a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. MK Ultra defeated Luna and Jody Threat in about four minutes. I sent was you this video. The one where they like tried yes, to, they tried to recreate Forbidden Door. You oh my know? God! You so know what Threat. I'm and Luma domi- Luna, sorry, dominate early. I thought Luna's been looking pretty explosive, but MK Ultra take over by I think they grab someone's ankle. Minor shenanigans. We got a threat, hot tag, more uh, MK Ultra interference, uh, double knee, double doctor bomb to threat, which is what I sh- I sent you a video. The first one I said, first one kind of a little high because they hit it on threat and it's high, but it's at least shoulders and neck. And then I sent you the next one. Second one, a hum, uh, what, attempted, attempted murder. murder? It didn't look mark? like super high, or sorry, not super. Like they they dropped her super hard, but they dropped like it was high angle. For That's sure. what I mean. Yes, yeah. and then the one they hit on Luna after like looked really dangerous, like really dangerous. Yeah. So cool looking move, but I don't know how safe it is. But whatever. Uh, and I just get the titles back on MK Ultra, get them off of Decay. Let's go. Main event: Okada Machine Guns defeated the System. Good, but not great. Frantic final stretch, which was kind of fun, but you didn't get a ton of Okada. It's a 12-minute six-person tag, right? So he had a couple of moves to Edwards. Uh, They were working Edwards' leg early on, and then he just tagged out immediately. Then he's gone for a super long stretch, like not even on the apron. Then he tags in to take on Moose near the end, where there was some good option there. Um, 
there was a very, very audible F the system chant that they have to censor. So it's like a really like censor beep nonstop for a few couple, for a little bit there. Do they beep it or they just like cut they it? They beep out? it. Oh, so, so there's a like... audible beep over top of it. Awesome. Um, roster cut attempt by Myers is met with an Okada dropkick, then a Rainmaker and a Shell Shocked, and the baby faces win here. Again, good match. Um, not amazing. Shell Shocked, the Blade Runner. And a little taste of Okada. It's the. Is that the Blade Runner one or is that. Or is... It looked. I thought it was the the Bray Wyatt one. Sister Abigail, yeah. Blade Runner, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's the same thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. Um. So that was that. Uh. Anything we can quickly run down SmackDown. I Smack-eth, guess. Smacketh yeah. Opened up with a really long Orton segment. Mm, no, thank you. Orton Styles. I thought LA Knight was good, and that's why I wanted to see if he was still popular, and he is. He, is, he sounds good, man. The other two, like. Randy Orton's done the same promos for 20 years. Uh, Knight was the, the one that saved that for me. AJ wrestles like he's going through his Undertaker face. Right. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's he's Sting. He's Crow Sting. I don't get it. It's All Sting. in black. Like, but, like, then do it in tights, at least, so you at least have ring gear. Sting wore ring gear still. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And then we watched um, Escobar taking on Carlito. I didn't pay attention to that. It was fine. I didn't have any problem. Um, yeah, with it. so wrestled from that was Lecter Lopez coming up. Which right. No, thank you. So she is now back with them, which it feels is like fine. them calling up Dana Brooke too soon. Um, which went amazing, obviously. We saw AJ Styles and Jimmy Uso in the backstage area. I don't even remember what that was about. Um, they're like Jimmy Uso was saying he, they could both take out LA Knight, and then that's one person less to worry about. Fair tonight. Um, then, so I thought a minor high spot was the wrestlers drawing the numbers from the rum for the rumble again. I thought that's like with a solid Aldis thing and Ava because it's NXT wrestled was in. Ava being there. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, another wrestled for me was the lack of Pete Dunn follow up. Yeah, not even like a segment for him and bait, and that's not even biased for me. I feel like once you reintroduce him as Pete Dunn, you should probably like yes. do some. I was hoping for anything, and right. I haven't seen anything with him, so that's disappointing for me. I really like the Bailey vignette. I thought that was cool too, and um, might have influenced me a little. I know. I thought I thought she was really good there. So I liked that's it a lot. Something. And then the last major wrestle I had for me was the face to face between the two groups with Lashley and Cross. Really oh, boring. Yeah, it was really boring. Super bad. We were watching um, that. Weird just things before. that Lashley's group like the whole thing was he turned the Street Profits heel and made them more serious, mm-hmm. and now they're kind of like pseudo babyface against Cross's group, which makes no sense. Right. Lashley's never been strong on the mic, so I'll leave it at him at that. He wasn't bad, but he's never strong. He just he had MVP for a reason. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, Profits had a couple lines to Cross and AOP that weren't great either. They, like remember Ford said that one thing that sounded weird and we didn't know what it was. Yes. Uh, it's, it was the strange. whole thing was just like I don't I'm not invested in it, either of these groups no so heat your interaction this. I don't there's no heat to this right um, cross man where do I start um, the sweet second the whole tail. entrance starts mm? <laughs> sweet ponytail yeah. uh, I guess just barely enough to get it you know yeah yeah. Uh, and it's like jet black and whatever yeah. um, the second the whole entrance starts for his group with the neutron and the theme it just reeks of over effort like mm-hmm. reeks of trying too hard it's all smoke and mirrors and you can't deliver anything genuinely good Ellering's line he said like can't you see there's no fear in carrying cross was just so lame and meaningless yeah like that was just i was like what are you doing and everything cross says it sounds like he's trying to sound cool or menacing or like he has a point like he's trying to sound like mysterious or like aren't we edgy brooding or edgy yeah it's like and he doesn't have a point he he's not any of the things he tries to be and i feel like he definitely fit he definitely fit and control your narrative that's all i'm gonna say it's like Um, they're they're being sort of cryptic and ambiguous thinking that that's gonna 
garner interest when it's just like it just I confuses me and gets me uninterested all. yeah yeah i always flash back to the one adam cole promo from 2021 nxt where he said that they've done everything in their power to make cross feel special but for cole they just ring the bell he was right then and i think he's right now it's very um he, they gave accurate. all they gave cross all these bells and whistles with his presentation his cool entrance they have see scarlet now he has ellering now he has aop and it's it all falls flat on the mic, and especially in the ring for me. He yep. also did a horrible job dealing with the what chance multiple he, times. With that entrance he and Scarlett had, like, fan, like I thought it was amazing. I thought, I thought it, was it was sick, yeah. Every time. But honestly, the how bad he is yes. retroactively hurts the entrance for me. Like, I honestly like that entrance less, even though on the surface, take away the fact that it's him, it's cool. But, he, like, the fact that it is him makes it less cool. If he didn't have to talk or wrestle, he'd be a great wrestler. <laughs> That's pretty right? much it. If you could just walk out and leave, right. then he would be cool. And make toys um, looking like him and whatever. Have have actually other no, wrestlers then they'd have the hair and whatever. stand beside him because he's a big imposing guy, but he can't yeah. talk or wrestle. Uh, he's just bad in general. Um, and yeah, so remember like there was the what chance, which mm-hmm. made me laugh. Oh, like, yeah. He did not deal he, with that. Some people deal with it well. But he acknowledged it and then it got, then they just started booing him super loud. Some people though, they acknowledge it and then like they deal with it well like they get it under control but i I feel like those what chants start because people are not engaged if they are interested in what you're saying no unless i think it's a totally fine time to do it some crowds are just as they say in business for themselves and are but cross is just on it like everything he does just lacks something to me he also did that like aop held blashley up for that dreaded form to the back of the head which they call the cross hammer it looks as lame as it used to yeah you remember he just brutal it's like such a big guy to be so unimpactful like it's very uh, dis- disconnecting. It's like still the lack of follow through and just, it does not look good. Nope. Um, and just, I, he's just still as bad as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated him in NXT and I still hate him now. He's not good. Nope. And this, this, this group just, I don't even hate AOP, but just by association, I don't like them now. It's just nope. like, it lacks so much interest in it's just so so the name is horrible it feels like it's kind of meaningless faction warfare to keep a bunch of people occupied in some way shape or yeah and then i thought when escobar went to draw his rumble number then lashes group was there it's like it was like race wars it's like you got Mm -hmm. the yeah you got the baby face latinos the heel latinos the the black group they even did like they did this in the entrance which the nation of domination right like come on yeah be more clear and then you got cross's stupid mystic group like uh, the babyface heel dynamics in the tag division are horrible too. At least, like I feel like Dunn and Bate will be temporarily a babyface team. Although I think Dunn eventually has to split from that. Yes, obviously. But like I don't. Know, this just this whole segment was bad, and this this whole group warfare is bad. I remember they tried to do multi group warfare um, in '97. It was gang rules or yes, whatever it for was. Survivor There's Series. A brief they had period there. Los Bariquas, DOA, and yeah. the Nation, and that was bad from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So this is not good because you have the main three kind of in orbit of each other. Well. Because, like, it's weird. So, because Legato kind of, the new Legato formed by attacking Lashley. Yes. And so did Cross's group. So, those are kind of in orbit. But then Legato are also infuting with LWO. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, it's all interconnected, but also so disjointed. It's I like, I don't know. I don't like it. I There's don't care enough to figure it out. A lot of complaints in this, for sure. Uh, notable thing, we watched two new tag team champions for the women, right? Kabuki Warriors. Cool, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. Decent little match. Um, then last thing I had, if you don't have anything else, was the matches nope. I watched this week, which was only two again. Yep. But um, so I randomly decided to rewatch the Full Gear Texas Death because why not? Um, just to relive the madness again. Of course, it still holds up because it's not that old, but it's just amazing. It's one of my favorite matches of all time for sure. It's 
the whenever I watch it, I always just think I wish I could go back to the time I f- saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just relive that experience, yes, not of being seeing it. in awe of this because it's like it's still a crazy match. Yep. But like it just knowing what happens, it takes a bit of it away from me, sure. but not completely. Obviously. Right. Because what a mind blowing viewing experience it was the first time. What a crazy match that was. It's it's in- insane. It still makes me wince with the staples because you can see the staples mm-hmm. and swerve. Um, actual staples in a dude is crazy, but like the apron, cinder block DVD, pile driver on the barricade, all the barbed wire spots with yeah. the chairs, including when he gets stuck on Hangman's face, blood drinking, blood spitting, the a lot. splash of the glass and the JML driver, Hangman's falling moonsault slam through the barbed wire board, and then power bombing him and dead eyeing him on there. Nana went through a table, Hangman being like basically choked to death. Like those are highlights, and it's basically 90% of the match. Like it just goes from strength to strength. Yep. It's absolutely crazy. And it's one of those matches where it's amazing because it demands your full attention. You cannot half watch this. No, you cannot second screen it. You have to watch it, or you're not you're not going to enjoy it, right? And I could talk about this or Osprey Omega too every week if I had to. You could. And then the other match I only watched was the Shield Triple Threat from Battleground 2016. Weird. Um, because I saw some Instagram posts about this show for some reason, and I decided to revisit it because it's one of my favorite main roster matches. I remember like staying up late to watch this show because it was three days before my birthday yeah um it's crazy this is approaching eight years old this match yeah yeah, it is which means i've basically been watching wrestling for eight years Mm -hmm. we'll be approaching once we hit mania season that'll be my eight year mark which is pretty insane it'll be my 40 year mark ish (laughs) wow um i think how i am now as a wrestling viewer has affected my opinion of this match a little just because i don't it's like my view is completely different now, so but it holds up decent still. Yeah, it's just, but I just don't enjoy this style style as much right. anymore. My one major complaint would be just like this match is too much about the draft because the go home SmackDown before this, if you remember, was when they reintroduced the brand split, hmm. and so Rollins is number one pick, Ambrose was first for SmackDown. I think Roman was like third overall, so second or something for SmackDown. So Reigns and Rollins to Raw, Ambrose to SmackDown. So we have both GMs and commissioners out there, which was so for Raw. The commissioner was Steph. Yeah. And GM was Mick. And then SmackDown, it was the land of opportunity with uh, Commissioner Shane and mm-hmm. uh, General Manager Debray. Because, like, this match just became all about where the title was going, which show it's going to end up on. So that kind of hurts it a little to me. I really was just like, because a pure shield triple threat, it would be so story rich. You know what I mean? That'd be really good. I feel like between them. Yeah. Um, and you hear the major spots in this match are really good. The one spot where they all hit a move on each other and all. All down was laid out really well. Um, Rollins Ambrose taking out Reigns with a shield bomb. Shield bomb. Uh, I hate when Michael Cole did so that. So creative. Yep. Mm, chef's kiss. Um, that was good. Rollins came in. Uh, there's there one spot where I think it was either after pin or during a pin. I think it was after pin where Rollins just comes out a shot with a frog splash, which I love because it's just like that's when it's nice to be a TV viewer because you just see it coming yeah, out Yeah, when they zoom in close and they just and fly just in. And just flies in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always remember that. And I like the finish where, so Rollins hit a buckle bomb, but Reigns just kind of bounced out of the corner with the Superman punch. Then he hit the ropes for a spear, hit that. Then Ambrose pulled him off the pin and got a dirty deeds for the win. And then you cue Shane running around the ring like a happy toddler. <laughs> nice. Because Shane's got, he's got hops, I guess. I don't know. Um, But this was good. It's just, um, it's nice to revisit, but it's different now for sure. Yeah, because AEW didn't exist then. You didn't ha- really know a different Moxley style. Moxley didn't exist. Right. More importantly. Yeah. Um, Ambrose is, some things are weird to watch. For a sure. copy of a copy of a copy. You know, when you photocopy things a million times and it gets like fainter and less like the original, mm-hmm. that's what he feels like. All right, well, I guess we need to talk about the big PLE that's happening tonight. We'll do that 
fairly quickly, I think. There's only four matches. It shouldn't take a ton of time because this is a lengthy episode so far. So let's do our Royal Rumble 2024 preview. All right, you take the wheel on this one. I have put some thought in, though. I'm not going to lie. You got it. It's the rumble. Sometimes I don't. It's the rumble. Yep. Um, all righty. So there's only four matches, two matches and the rumbles, which is... And one right. of those non-rumble matches is the easiest thing in the world to pick. I'd say both of them are actually oh. fairly easy. Okay. Um, they're the two titles that never get defended, honestly, because yeah. both absentee champions right now, both on the same show, which you know is great planning. Great. Good TV. Yep. Um, first we got Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens for the US title and while I'd love for KO to win I don't see it it's Logan's first title defense and I'm sure they see money in him as champion which isn't a surprise and I understand that I just don't love that it's like with on the same show as Roman it's just like Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like you could do better like maybe have Paul wrestle a little more often than he usually does I'm not saying it has to be like the workhorse but because I think there's money in him being the heel that's not a workhorse but do better I expect he'll hold it till at least Mina, and I think maybe Me LA Knight beating him makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I could see that. Yeah, I, and it could be a good match too, right? I could see it being a good match. Kevin Owens is a good one to carry Paul to a good match. And not saying Paul's not capable, but he definitely needs a ring general in there, and I yes. think Kevin Owens is a great pick for I sure. I agree. I can't take Kevin Owens. I would love for him to win, but I'm okay. taking Logan Paul to retain because yeah, I think the same. They want the gold on him at Mania at least. Because mm-hmm. he, they love the... People who have mainstream appeal, right? So, and he is a heel, so there's not, doesn't need to be chasing the gold. He just needs to have it when he yeah, gets there, I think. Exactly. Um, then we got the four way between Roman, Knight, Styles, mm, and Orton. Let me think. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah. Um, picking Roman. No way the great 1000 plus day run ends in some multi man affair. No. Nope. Whether it's Cody finishing his story or someone else, it's got to be something that's built to a singles match. It's not happening. But he here. could lose the belt without even be involved in the decision, though. Mm, that is, that the is, odds true. are that stacked is, against that him. That is technically true. But yes, so. Roman Reigns wins, obviously. He's not rolling. He's, he's dethroned before WrestleMania. Come on. Yeah. Not only do I not think he's getting dethroned before Mania, but also. Because I don't think it'd be in like a multi man. Yeah. So, okay. So then Rumble matches. I did just type it out just in case we'd want to keep track of this for sure. a review. I'll, we'll do, we always do it because we do, because it's such a big match. We do, th- you get three picks for the mm-hmm. Rumble match. One point, or sorry, one, your first pick winning equals three points. Three points. Right. Two is two, and three, your third pick is winning one. is one point. Correct. And then for when we pick our surprise entrance, I figured because all of them could happen, you get one point per correct one. Okay. So we'll we'll do that. Um. So first with the women's rumble, I did get the confirmed entrance for you just in case. I heard there's up to seven or something. The only ones I've seen on the graphic and confirmed on the website is Bailey, Naya, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. On one of the websites it also said Ivy Nile and Maxine Dupree, but A, they weren't on the graphic I saw on SmackDown. B, what? They're not winning. <laughs> no. That's um true. so I'll run through my picks in case that's something for you and then you can go. Why don't we go one for one? We'll go one for one. Okay, so you want to go three, two, one? Okay, so third most likely. Yeah. Okay, so this one it's like it's kind of banking on one of my surprise entrants and same. That is a pun. Same. By the way, Sasha Banks? No. Huh? Okay, so I'm taking Sasha Banks. Okay. I feel like it's possible she's returned. There's been rumors. I thought and about I've, it. I like I know they did kind of shoot that down, but I feel like there's a possibility it's kind of they secretly it's gone up and uh-huh. they're keeping it down packed for the Rumble. So, and I feel like she'd be a really good one where like once she comes back, she's already title quality. She could face True. Ripley or 
EO. Yep. So I feel like she's a good one. And so I'm banking on that. Mine is Jade Cargill. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick her for any. Like, thing maybe it's not should've. an issue of, like, oh, she's not ready. She needs more seasoning. Maybe it's we want to make a huge splash. Like, we had to sort of mention she signed and get the attention and notoriety for that. But now, like, when she debuts, it's going to be like rocket strapped to the back. Mm-hmm. Here she goes. That's fair. Right. I mean, I can maybe... also see this as an exposure machine for her, though. Maybe not winning. And maybe it's like a big build to her and Ripley, which is exciting for people. See, now I, think. I don't know what to do with my surprise picks because I have my three, but I so feel obviously like that's one of mine. Jade's a good one. Do you? I guess it doesn't matter where I put it because they're all no. the same. Yeah. Um, so who's your second choice? I don't know choice? what I want to put for that. Then I'm gonna, you know, I'll stay strong with mine just because I guess I'll I'll lock it in. Yeah. We'll we'll keep it locked. Okay. In. We'll do that. Even though I haven't, I could change now, but we'll we'll leave it. So my second one, I said she kind of swayed me there. On SmackDown, I'm picking Bailey. Okay. I think she could win, and they could do a story with her and EO. Mine's different. I like this. They could do it they with could. EO because you could kind of have the Batista Triple H thing, but kind of reverse. Yep. I don't know who would turn heel in this scenario, but you could do the thing where she's kind of deciding which to challenge for, and I think that's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And so once I kind of thought about that, I was like, you know, her winning, and she's that's the one thing she hasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. She's done pretty much everything, and she hasn't won the Rumble yet. So I think it'd be cool for her. Sure. My second choice is Becky Lynch, just because I had her before. I had her before because it's there's Becky a super Lynch, limited. So... Fi- exactly. I thought there's a limited field. She's a good pick. I did have her before. And they but... can they can generate some sort of story between whoever she's mm-hmm. challenging, okay. right? So and it's she's just one of those ones that's always going to be her in your. Top I swap her out for Bailey because yeah. I thought Bailey at least there's something there. I like that we're different both. Okay. So, so who's um, your number one? My first one, one is uh, Belair. Okay. I just feel like I know she's kind of cooled off, but she's always like I feel like she's one of those ones they could heat up, and I feel like another one for her could maybe I like like her and Ripley is a money match too. They were the final two when Belair won her Rumble, mm-hmm. and who's gonna beat Ripley over on Raw? There's not a lot of options. Yeah. So I think Bailey, you could set up. You could argue you don't need the Rumble win to set up her Neo. You could have Belair face Ripley. So I'm gonna go through. I'm not as confident in that, but really, it's not like there's a front runner because I feel like Ripley last year it was like it's Ripley. Yeah, we were. So oh yeah, it was obvious. Last year it's Ripley, it's Cody. This yeah. year, I don't know. Uh, I took as my first Bailey. Okay. And what, I thought you might. What kind of solidified it was, um. Kabuki Warriors winning the tag team titles because I feel like they're going to try and tell a story of the Japanese ones have belts. Damage Control could have all of the titles if she goes after Ripley but it's going to be boom, turn, she's going after EO. Now I regret not having her Because they've been sort of teasing that she's the odd person out I think so I think that that's it's going to be like oh yeah now you can challenge Rhea and we can have all the gold and the commentary will yammer about damage control all the gold and then whatever will happen and she challenges EO and I really want to move Bailey up now but I gotta you gotta keep that stay there. locked in gotta so keep it locked in I'm taking Bailey gotta keep it locked in all right I like See, that thought pick. put some thought in me Even too, watching the current product influence. Boom, we watch the product. That's crazy. That's what we do. Yep. That's how we do yep. it. We never miss main yeah, roster. Anyway. Never miss it. All right, men's rumble match. Yep. Uh, confirmed entrance. Kodith, uh, Phil Brooks, Gunther, mm-hmm. Damian Priest, McIntyre, Shinsuke, Kofi, Lashley, R-Truth, Jimmy Uso, last year? Theory, Escobar. Priest, um, right? Cody. Oh, Priest was Money right. the Bank. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and I also saw Alpha Academy might be in, might be in this, but... Again, that wasn't on the graphics, so I'm going to eliminate them from the confirmed entrance. One of the websites listed it, but I didn't see them on the graphic. I wonder. It just came so to me. I... If Alpha Academy's in it, that's half of the field confirmed, which I think is okay, because like if you have yeah. half of them confirmed, that's that's solid. What about, and I'm not predicting this at all, okay. but because that got so much attention, 
Lash Legend in the male one body slams Otis. As like, cause that got I think way more attention than they thought it would in NXT. Cause I don't I think was it like, would oh happen out God, randomly, that's... but like, cause the Nia Jackson was weird. But like, or like Noam Dar's that, and she's you could a company that you could do, and ends up could, I could see that that was okay. a big time spot. So we'll go up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so my third pick is um I'm throwing a shot in the dark here with McIntyre. Okay. I think he's kind of the dark horse again. next to Cody and Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Rock will win. I just like, I feel like he'd be promoted more prominent. Like he did show up on the first Raw, but like he's been gone since. And yes, he could face Roman, but he doesn't need the Rumble. He doesn't need the title for that. So it's really unnecessary. I think Cody and Punk are for sure good picks. Um, So I think I want Drew to win the most, honestly, because mm-hmm. Cody, I do want him to finish the story, but also he, you could argue he can do it without the win. You Drew's could argue really that, right? cool right now. I've been and enjoying Drew, him. Exactly. Drew's doing really good right now. You could argue Cody doesn't need the rumble. He can go after Roman some other way. Mm-hmm. Right? He could win a he chamber can. match, right? And Punk can go screw himself. I don't care about that. But so it's my least confident one, but I really hope McIntyre wins because um dude really deserves a moment in front of the crowds and I hope he would win a title at Mania. I mean, I'm not confident, but again, I'm. I think there's a chance, and I'm hopeful. I'm not super confident in my third one either, but it's just to like the role he's been on to kick it up to next level and put another like Gunther? thing on his resume, yeah. and that's Gunther. If I had a top five, I'd definitely put, right. pick Gunther for just sure. Just like I think that they now know what they have in this guy, and they want to start building his resume. Right and winning this, and I don't know if he wins. I feel like he might not though, because I feel like he loses his title at Mania, maybe. Yeah, and then you build him from there. But I could, I could see him as a potential one. He should at least get close again because he Although was really close last year. I don't think it's going to be Brock Lesnar coming and challenging him nope. for the IC. I, you call up, no, not maybe not even Dragon. I build Pete Dunn. Imagine. Oh wait, Pete Dunn's on the. Ra- I don't care. You know what? Build Pete Dunn. I don't give a shit about the the brand split. <laughs> do Pete Dunn. Um. Okay. Number two. Uh. I regret to do it, but. I'm picking Punk. Okay. I hate it. Again. I hate it, but like he seems pretty likely if it's not Cody. I don't want to pick him, but uh, it's just like I also don't want to be the guy where it's like I because I just feel like there's a good chance. I don't want to be like, oh, I hate Punk. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose out on the pick here. So mm-hmm. I just feel like it's possible they would do that. I went Cody second. Cody second. Yeah. Oh, did you? You didn't. I did. You did. Oh, I'll my just God. say it. I took Punk first oh. because I don't think. I feel like this is almost something Punk would have negotiated when he signed. Like, if you're bringing me in and you're telling me you're going to push me, here's what I want. If both my second picks win, I would hate that. Right? So I think Punk wins. I think they're not going to... They Like, the talk is they're not finishing Cody's story yet. So I don't see a universe where CM Punk comes to this company and doesn't win the Rumble. Now I'm locked into The way things are. I'm screwed. I'm going Punk, Cody, Gunther. I'm going McIntyre Punk Cody. Okay. I'm taking Cody again. Uh, just I feel like he should finish the story. I feel like he will, but I think he might, but not yet, because they're not. I don't. At this point, I think finishing the story is him taking Reigns' title. I don't think it's taking Rollins' title. No, it's not. And they're not, not doing that for quite a while still. I don't think. So for the Roman? story's we, it's the a, Roman. It's got to be a mania though. It's, Does it? If it's at next year's it, mania. If it's at next year's Mania, you that's, know, that's way too long. That is I, I way too long. I don't disagree, but I feel like that's where they're the, going. I think his run is, it's already running out of steam. Like this, I do too. This match at Rumble feels incredibly lukewarm. His Roman's match, I mean, not the Rumble. So I don't, I, I'd hate, I do kind of wish I had switched my picks a little, but. 
And that's when it could be Gunther wins, but doesn't beat Reigns. He wants to challenge Reigns and doesn't win. And that's how you get a big match. But you, mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, Roman the two longest reigning champions, blah, blah, blah. Roman needs to lose. I agree, but I'm afraid it might not happen. Okay. But anyway. Surprise entrance, one point per. We'll go women's and then I'll go third okay, up. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll try and pick different ones because I've listed six. So third, I got Tiffany Stratton. Ready for a call up. Makes Good choice. sense. Good choice. Uh, not a lot there. I'll obviously take Cargill because I'm saying she could win it. So she's one of my surprise entrants as okay. well. I'll double up on my Cargill. Yeah, I did double up on one as well. Um, Trinity, I did change one of mine for her. Yeah. Uh, out of TNA. And um, also, even with that, there's rumors of a TNA partnership. So even if she's yep. not out of TNA, yep. it's totally possible she at least shows up here. I'm going to stretch on one of them, but not okay. this one. I feel like I'm taking an easy one, Trish. I I did. I did that. I, I had feel like her that's before. a pretty... But High see, chance. mine was so my thinking. I'm assuming a similar. It's been long enough since her full time run lapsed, right? And she's a regular in these. They love. They need to fill it with somebody. Yeah, she can still so wrestle. I did pick her, but I took her out for the call up and uh, t- Trinity. Okay. So my first one is banking on my pick, which is Sasha. Yeah. I feel like she just could have secretly resigned, and she'd be a really good surprise. I'm. I hope to see her back because I like her mm-hmm. a lot. So um, hopefully she's there. Okay, so my last one is my stretch. Okay. I I almost deserve extra points, I feel like. AJ Lee. Oh. Just because she can be on the card when her hubby wins the Rumble. I don't think so. I don't really either, but I think it's good to talk about. I honestly, (laughs) I I do agree. That is a good show. I'm I'm surprised. I honestly didn't even think about it. I'd like to see her back. I think she's all right. I I like her more than Punk. I mean, She loves the guy, so I don't love her a lot. I but... didn't think she was bad at all. No, especially for the time. Maybe... She was different, right? She was tiny and a brunette instead of like and crazy. long, leggy blondes. Like yeah. 17 of those. Mm-hmm. She was different. All right. Surprise picks. Um, my second one, I'm not as confident on now, honestly, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick it. We're, honestly, it's key here. We're sticking with things, yep. you know? Um, so third, I'm going Okada. I think he's signed there for I sure. About and it. if he's... Not showing up here, that's a waste. So I think list. I think you gotta bring Okada here mm-hmm. and that'd be crazy. You could have him like face up with Gunther or something, that'd be crazy. I'm gonna stretch for one in the men's too. Okay. Big time. Dude, you are stretching. I'll today. save it. Just okay. for fun. Okay. okay. So my first for the men's surprise is Andrade. Ooh, okay. I like that. Right? Uh, like why didn't I why didn't I think of that? He's coming. God. Right? So why not Ooh. now? You know what? Okay, I actually I haven't said my second one yet, so I'm gonna take. I like that, so I'm. Ta- I'm that, that's my one. I'm changing. I'm saying so my second take. one. I'm taking Andrade because I like that, and that's why we go back and forth. Because so can steal from mine was the Rock, and I'm not as confident on that now. Yeah, I didn't and even consider him. Honestly, if I miss out on that pick, I don't care. I like. I I could see Andrade, so I'll take that as well. Okay. Uh, so then my second is Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. That's my first one. I feel like out of the, he, all the call ups, he's the most likely. It's he's either that ready. or he's coming on Monday, like after rumble see my theory is i or was also Mania. thinking mellow but mellow's in something right now it doesn't make sense to call him up from that perspective right. and he's been kind of he had a match on smackdown last night he's had a couple on smackdown already so he's kind of like and bronze and dusty cup but i don't know the, not he's not gonna win it like that they'll lose it at vengeance day and then he's done so i think braun it makes sense because you can call him up easy so i'm picking braun for my first one okay um, last so one. my big stretch one big stretch is and here's so imagine this imperium has been battling new day and my booking would be new day keep getting beat down by imperium beat down and they need and he could come and challenge for the ic title too 
and face Gunther because Gunther's raised the prestige of this thing, whatever, whatever. So I'm taking Big E. I haven't. I heard mean, I have heard anything anywhere. Jack all about him, but but I like the idea of. Like, I like that. I like that you're thinking of Big E. We like Big E. They can't get through Imperium with they need a heavy because they can't. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I like that, and that keeps Big E kind of solo. And also, just too. hoping Big E can ever recover and wrestle again. I hope he's so. Awesome. I feel like that also would lift some weight off of Ridge Holland too. Because I do. I still yes, feel bad agree. that that was his accidental burden. Yep. So that's um, and also Butch was probably there, so that's the curse too. Right. Um. But no. So um. Rumble's interesting though, because I feel like even with the men's, it's like, I feel like there's at least a pool of guys who could win, which I like. Because I feel women's like women's less so with women's less so, but like with the men's, I feel like Punk, you can make a good case for Cody. You can make a good case mm-hmm. for Rock, eh, McIntyre, possible and Gunther's. But that's like a decent pool of guys, it is. right? And I like so like like imagine you have. Cody, McIntyre, Punk, Gunther in your final four. That, that's a final four where anyone could win. And if you let them have some time, it could be a really fun final but I like four that because like a final four where anyone could win, that's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Because some rumbles, some of the worst rumbles suffer from you know who's winning or there's not yes. a lot of viable winners. Some of them it's just the bad rumbles like 2022. Like last year, Rhea, like you said, was one of the most but that wasn't a bad rumble. But like, no, but it was still, obvious who was winning. No, I and thought. I thought 2023 rumble was good, even though Cody was obviously winning. But I like having some unpredictability here, mm-hmm. and that's also why I like to watch it live because I'm banking on my picks. Although I feel like my second picks are pretty likely too, which well, I mean, I guess that's good. I reached on both, so you reached on your surprises yeah, more I so, which I mean, I I I really like the Big E show. Um, I I miss Big E. Just put it out in the universe. Big E yeah. is well enough to wrestle. Like, that was just hoping. I just, uh, I'm smiling, imagining the pop, because because oh there's been God, no, yeah. I would honestly, that would be really heartwarming if he gets and a maybe really like Gunther pop. eliminates the other two New Day first. Kofi is in there, and then he Big E comes in once, and it's nose to nose with Walter and the crowd going nuts. Right now, like, I I know I didn't pick it, but now I'm just like I really want that. That's to I'm happen. trying to like will it into existence. I really want that to happen because I just think e. that'd be like a really uh, awesome moment. And there's so much more to Big E than what they used him for, like the potential on that guy terms of personality speaking ability look like he's like a great guy they, the, they would like he's a, a guy package they would like. that they did not use well but anyways no. that i, I guess really hope for that yeah that's going to wrap up our royal rumble preview and prediction segment and now we'll move into our final segment you said you've got a bit of an update for us from the world of wrestling action figures and whatnot and we call it figuring it out with jack <laughs> all right sir we're uh, rapidly approaching three hours so hit me fast with this because i need to eat some food and get ready for um Rumble. best of ultimate series three is you're gonna love this it's charlotte and hollywood hogan charlotte and hollywood hogan two of yeah. my favorite they updated his tan though so wow that's good great yeah, i guess uh new basics there's a red and white baser which i really like i mean show the camera they can sort of see kind of yeah, she that's, looks. She's cool. Um, that's nice. I love Baszler. Um, that's a really out of character wardrobe for her. Mm-hmm. Really, right? Like colors. Giovanni Vinci. That okay. does not really look like Giovanni Vinci. Looks like Mike Bennett. I don't love the head, honestly. No, it's not. It's Mike Bennett. It's so okay. It's not giving me a big Vinci vibe. <laughs> Which means the, I must have it. The Ludwig Kaiser is awesome looking. Actually, I'll sh- I'll just do that now. It's from the series before. I like him, man. I think the Kaiser looks phenomenal. It looks really good. Well, the pose helps too. They put him in, obviously. The pose definitely helps. But we like, saw him Kaiser back in the day. Marcel Bartel. When he got Ricochet squashed debuted. by Killian Dane or something. That oh. was the show where we saw Ricochet Murphy. Before Ricochet. Man, was... I love Buddy Murphy. Love Buddy Murphy. There's the chase too in the red. Yeah, it looks good. That one's pretty basic. Yeah, I see what you did there. Thank you. Uh, Bret Hart. Uh, the chase one, it's like for a basic. 
they picked the most basic Bret Hart you could pick. It looks it's a Hart Foundation one. Wow, it's just, no detail other than there's black line on the side. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> then the normal one, it's like I feel like that's when he started solos. It's like yeah. the pink and black attack. Nice. Got it again. Um, the most basic Roman you've ever seen in your entire life. I don't even need to show the camera. You can just picture Roman what he looks like now, mm-hmm. and it's that. Uh, Kevin Owens with the painted on shirt from Mania. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's something there. Honestly, just check out Ringside's Instagram. You'll see better than I'm showing Zane with the exact same thing because we love painted on shirts. We do. Uh, Gunther, which honestly, this looks like a Walter, kind of. It's definitely not all the way lean, but it's not all the way It could have been Walter an early either. Gunther, but the the, tight, the trunks look like the Walter I have here. Yeah. So that's something. Uh, 2000s Kane. I don't like the flat paint apps on this. It just looks really lacking. It's okay. I don't like that. I don't, there's there's your mayor. Mayor of Mayor Kane. Knox Libertarian Kane. Tiffany Stratton. That honestly looks like Izzy Dame. Mm, does not. It's not the best. No. That's Izzy Dame. Okay. She gets a figure first. Yeah, honestly. Somehow. And then I already showed you Ludwig Kaiser. There's Chelsea Green. Yeah. I think her head scan, the expression looks really like mannequin-esque. I don't love that, but the figure's okay. It's okay. Um, and then she's got like the elaborate outfit there. Oh, nice. That's cool. So that's kind of neat. Just a detail. Then there's the chase in like this color way. Nice. The Like kind of red and pink. This Bronson's nice. It's basically repainted the one I have in the Batman gear, but the coat looks really nice. Does that looks like him? That's it good. Looks a lot like him. Yeah, that one. It's like it's basically repaint, but it's good. It, it it's cool. It's cool. Um, Terry Gordy of Freebirds fame. Bam bam. Mm-hmm. There's that, and I showed you. He's got the alternate that gear for the executioner. 80s hair. Yeah. Nice. Um, from the Taker feud. So that's nice. And then the the um great timing. Brock Lesnar mm, from Mania. Whoops, Cowboy Brock. I believe it's from Cowboy Brock from Mania. Canadian Cowboy Brock, how dare he? Yeah. Sully our country. And then Maybe. Omos. Allegedly. Omos. Oh, nice. Love Omos. Um, oh, and LA Knight. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. That looks better than the basic. Just the torso is too big on the basic. But anyways, that is all. All right, let's get out of here. It's three hours and two minutes in. 184 is in the books. We'll go check out some Royal Rumble. We'll talk about it probably beginning of the show next At week. At some point. Unless something catches our eye and our attention to the point we want to talk about it right away. Thanks for taking some time out of your week to listen or watch us talk about wrestling. We really do appreciate it. We'll be back here next Saturday for 185. And until then, everybody, take care. Take care.